Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books for Wednesday, May 10th. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. That is right. Welcome everyone to the pod. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming here. Thanks for, for plopping us into your ears uh, for this audio podcast. You know, since it's audio and yeah. they can't, I guess they're not in person, they can't really see us. I want to ask you, brother, a uh, big question. Okay. Does my breath stink? I all, all these years, I don't really have anyone to ask to just straight up out, you know, does my breath stink? I never smell anyone's breath. That's true. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have a strong nose, like smell. Like I, my nose is not strong. Yeah. I have a pretty weak nose. Okay. <laughs> it's one of your faults. I, You're born with a weak nose. God gave me a weak nose. Mm-hmm. I'm strong everywhere else. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm ever close enough to smell anyone's breath. Okay, let me blow. How's that? How was that? No. Honestly, I still can't smell. Okay, all right. I, I'm asking this. Yeah. Because I story time. I recently went to the dentist. Oh, great. To get a filling replaced. Like I had a filling, and they said like there's a cavity underneath. You got to get it replaced and all sure. that. They re- they did the drilling, removed, drilled oh, wow. everything out, and. Uh, they were actually like, oh, it's close to the nerve. You might have to actually get um with a uh, root canal. Root canal. Now I wasn't looking forward to that, but I, I think I don't think we're there yet. I just got a temporary filling, but while she's doing that, yeah, she stuck that thing in my mouth to take a camera picture, and there's yeah. like there's like freaking re- decay in there and all that, like in my tooth. And like that's been there the whole time. What are you eating? I don't know. Am I eating decay? Like what's in there? <laughs> And she, I was like, get on your job, lady. Doctor. Oh, it's her fault. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're the one. I don't look at my own mouth. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so I'm just like, does my breath stink this whole time? I just don't know. It. Does that cause bad breath? I think it does. Doesn't like just like having cavities and stuff cause bad breath? I would imagine it does. I I think. I've never been told I do, mm-hmm. but I assume my breath is not the best. I, I, we were both heavy coffee drinkers, so I think we yeah. just have coffee breath in the morning. That's kind of a given, right? But nowadays everyone has that, so I thought, you know, that's just a thing. Does but does my breath smell? I treat coffee that? like a mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> you brush your teeth and you gargle with that. Are you um? Like uh, brush first thing in the morning or are you like eat breakfast and then brush? Oh, I'm a breakfast and then brush kind of guy. Like, yeah, because you're going to brush. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But they say you're supposed to brush before you eat because you don't want to ingest those bacteria that's been growing overnight. But you're that no, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, first off, I'm probably not going to brush either way. All right. Come on. <laughs> Add coffee. <laughs> that cleans it. The, the extra strong yeah, flushes it out, right? I get the bold. <laughs> <laughs> it leaves a coating, is right. what you're saying. Minty protect. fresh, black coffee. Mm, okay, okay. Um, so that like cleans it away, right? Yeah. It's like steaming hot, right? So of course. all the bacteria. And the creamer is white. Right. So that's, it's a whitening creamer. Okay. <laughs> it's basically right, right. It's it's a whitening teeth, sure. Yeah, hazelnut. Okay. <laughs> Peppermint, like peppermint creamer, and that's going to clean it off. I guess that would be better, but yeah. I don't get that. All right. All right. <laughs> Vanilla, maybe. Let's see, your problem is mm-hmm. you go to the dentist. That's it. In the first place, <laughs> I have someone to tell me what's going wrong. If you don't know it's a problem, it's not a problem. Out of sight, out of mind, especially yeah. with your teeth. You can't, I'm not looking at my own mouth. Yeah. Did you, did it bother you beforehand? Like you only know because they told you. Yeah. How did you think about it? I'm a better dentist. It's my philosophy in all health issues. Yeah. If you don't know, it does, it's not there. Sure. Rub some dirt on it. You know, take care of itself. <laughs> 
um, when you feel it, then it's there. Okay. Yeah. And I wasn't feeling it. They said yeah, it's yeah. close to the nerve and all that, but I was like, hmm, my teeth are golden. <laughs> what, what, what have you been up to? Um, not going to the dentist. Yeah. I don't know the last time I went to the dentist. It's yeah. probably sometime last year, but don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I have to do that every half year type thing. I think, you know, I, like I said, it's a temporary feeling yeah. and I'm going to go again in a couple of weeks. I think my dentist might be like, was it gouging me? Scamming you. Scamming me. Yeah. yeah. What the heck is up with that? You know what? I go to the dentist. Yeah. I'll get in the chair, right? And I, I don't go nearly as often as I should, but I'll sit down and then they'll be like, okay, um, open wide, please. And then they look in and then they scoot their chair back and they're like, cancel all the rest of my appointments. <laughs> Remove my blog, everyone. Second priority after this. Incinerate this chair when you're done. Tell my wife I'm going to be in home late. <laughs> Oh my god! They they have to pull out the big tools, right? The yeah. track hammer or whatever out of the. And I'm I think because if you go often enough, they don't have to do. They'll just look at your old X-rays, right? They do do that, yeah. But and I, I go, hate getting that done. Yeah, I go so infrequently. I have to get it done every time I go. Oh, I think that's that's a typical thing. Like at oh, least really? like once a year. I thought they just look at your old ones. Mm-mm. It's more than I think. I don't know. I get it done a lot, and I hate doing that. That's the worst mm-hmm. than the rest of the appointment. The only reason they do that is in case they find your body, they can identify you. No, that's there's no other reason for dental records. I see the computer screen, and there's like layers and layers of those pictures of my teeth. Okay, and it does look weird. It looks like crazy, like forensic type of a screen. It's kind of scary. <laughs> you know, it's um kind of unbelievable mm-hmm. is how long your teeth actually are because we only see up to the gums but within the gums it's like the same amount of teeth showing like what's the longest one like your canines is like really deep in there right yeah and even your molars like they they have like long roots really so i mean you, they connect straight to the bone right is that how it works or are they separated they are bone right yeah they are bone so but they can be pulled out right don't you wish um you know how, like baby teeth fall out mm-hmm. don't you just that always just kept happening yeah because you get fresh new ones right yeah but if they're if they do do that does it mean they're like weaker and then that's fine yeah because i'm gonna get new ones oh right just wait a couple months and you're yeah. you got a fresh new set i think you know who that happens to sharks because they get like fresh yeah. new teeth uh, yeah like you, you know you figure this out you see those at the museums those big gigantic set of just one big set of like a jawline of a shark mm-hmm. i think that happens a lot like there's like wait the whole it's like dentures the whole I, block I, the whole jaw just I comes might out. Be wrong on this and it might be pulling this out of my butt but i think so i think we talked about this <laughs> they grow just whole sets of teeth at once yeah <laughs> i i think i don't know oh no no shark experts I would, oh you know there's a new megalodon coming out movie meg 2 yeah yeah so i can't believe my eyes it's a megalodon 2 <laughs> The, the the beginning of the trailer because I, I didn't watch all of it yeah I couldn't um, but the beginning is like prehistoric time yes and it's just like a bigger dinosaur eats a, uh, a and then a bigger dinosaur comes and eats that one yeah T-Rex and then the T-Rex comes by the shore and then a Megalodon eats the T-Rex ridiculous I want to see it <laughs> I haven't seen the first one but I mean it's just a Jason Statham vehicle I don't it looks kind of cool the first one but then I waited for the reviews and it looks like it was awful how big do you think a Megalodon's tooth is is it like like the size of me. Oh, I think bigger. It's bigger than me. The biggest tooth, I think, is bigger than you. Uh, yeah. Based on the trailer of Meg 2, yes. Yeah. Man. Don't you think? Do you think, like, how big do you think a megalodon is compared to a regular great white shark? Oh, from the trailer, it's 
like a hundred times bigger. Yeah, right? Is that right? I, I mean, it's just a freaking movie. It's basically- But they say the biggest animal ever is the blue whale, like that is around now. Really? I, th- I think so. Is it bigger than Loch Ness Monster? We'll never know. We'll never know. Oh, well, I've never seen a, was it a, one of those whales before me? It is like gigantic, bigger than a Megalodon. But it's one of those like- that movie. It doesn't have teeth. It just has like, um, like a grate. Yeah. <laughs> like a, like what I don't know, filter. It just like suck it. It's like a coffee filter, right? And just whatever just it catches the brine. How do you grow that freaking big? And you're eating that. It's just it. It's just like cleaning, like a like a pool cleaner. You know those yeah. robot pool cleaners. It's a. It's really just a gigantic bottom feeder kind yeah. of a thing, right? But did you know if we drill through their brain? <laughs> We yeah. Take some of that yellow stuff. The yellow stuff, right. It's like $8 million. What What for? Or $80 million, I think. Huh? To, they use it for like what? To make a face cream? Aliens could live forever. Right. Okay. That makes sense. That's why the aliens are stealing from us. If aliens came down here to attack our whales, do you think we would care? I don't know how important they are to our ecosystem or whatever, but- They clean let, the oceans. Let me right? tell you, I want a fair deal. I want some of their whale brain juice. Mm. <laughs> What's the deal there? <laughs> What? Why? Who? In, okay, this is Avatar two. We're talking about. Yeah. Who discovered that? Who was like? I bet if we can get inside that whale's head, <laughs> there's something in there that I want. Yeah. Giovanni Ribisi on <laughs> the first one. He's he's there to make money. He's looking at like what can I make a dollar from, and he apparently autopsied a gigantic whale. <laughs> Um, th- I forgot which one, but there's a Star Trek movie about whales. Yeah, they don't they freaking time travel. Yeah, so if I guess whales are that important that they would actually use time travel for it to save them, and they just go to San Francisco, right? Yeah, they could be here now. The Star Trek people. Well, I think they went back in time into the eighties. Really? Okay. 90s. Okay. So it's already happened. Yeah, we're saved. Wow, Spock okay. saved us. Right, and the whales could talk. I think like they had, they had communicated in whale language, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we covered a lot of things today. Teeth, whales, uh, megalodons. I think so. Oh, we're done for the bike. Goodbye, everyone. All right. Um, no, we have more to talk about. Why don't you explain how the show works? Here at Reedy Copy, we have three different parts. First up, we'll run down the comic book news. In the middle, we're going to talk about the new Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 movie. And at the end, we'll talk about our side stories we've been watching, reading, any entertainment we've enjoyed this week. All right, let's um, dive into the news. Heck no, we won't go. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, yes. Have you ever done that? A picket line? Yeah. Uh, don't think I have. I've seen them before. I've been close to the ones, but I never, I've never done it. Have you ever had to cross a picket line? I think I had. I kind of just wasn't in the loop of what was going on. You don't even know why it's bad or why <laughs> you just did it? Yeah, well, yeah, you know what it was for what? me? It was uh, teachers were striking at school and they had like a picket line like at the thing. And I was... Just, I was I was out of the loop. I'm just going to school and going to class. And like, you get paid too much. Yeah. I also didn't like my teachers. So like, (laughs) why do I care about, (laughs) but yeah, that's maybe the one time I've really seen a picket line in person, I guess. Well, like close to me. I don't know if I've ever been involved in one. Um, I've been involved where the company just went out of business. So we didn't have a chance to strike. (laughs) 
Oh, like the, you had those moments where you might strike? Yeah. Uh, for fair wages or what? I don't even know because I was not part of the union. We were in the same case here then. Yeah. We're just like, we don't, we're just going about our day and then a strike happened around us. Right. It's happening now. Yes. With the writers in Hollywood. Um, they're, this happened a couple of you, not, not that long ago. Um, yeah. Was it, were, this was right before like the reality show boom? Is that what you're talking about? Or yeah. Even, even more recent. Okay. Yeah. Cause, um, they're, this is when streaming got big and they're asking for fair pay because of all the streaming views. Okay. And they were not counting that because I think they got like percentage of like rerun plays. They would get a, a cut, but not streaming because it wasn't a thing yet. Mm. So then they had to renegotiate everything. And now they're doing it again for fair pay. And it, it's causing um, shows to shut down. I know a lot of the late night shows have, have delayed production because really they want, you know, they, they want to be sided with their writers. The writers is kind of like the make the content for the show. Yeah, I can see that's like happening right now. That show, those shows yeah. get canceled because they're literally writing for the next episode or whatever. Yeah. So it makes sense. And then it's close show, slowing down productions for things in the future, right? Still mm -hmm. in in the writing phase of things. Yeah. So uh, a lot of big things are, are slowing down. Um, it's not the first time that it's kind of hit a delay. But they've put the pause on the new Blade movie that's coming out from Marvel. And that's not moving forward for the time being. That does not bode well. Like you said, they stumbled when they reshifted their director, right? Yeah. Who wanted to step away and seemed like he was a big element to it at first. But now like writers, I guess they have to they have to pause on this. And I I assume Blade, it's pretty different compared to the other Marvel properties. They would need mm. to write it well to both not be formulaic, which seems like the their main concern in Marvel right now, but also be its own thing. Um, it's weird because that has already been so delayed, like like you said. Yeah. And now it's being delayed because of the writer's strike, which I understand, right? Yeah. But um, it's hard because now other people, not writers, everybody else is also not getting work. Oh, really? Oh, right? yeah. That makes sense, right? They're not getting paid because they're not working, but they're not writers. They're not part of that strike. So it, it affects everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like uh, different players in the industry, right? They would have to maybe show support, but also they're not getting paid also. Right. So you want to show support, right? But like I, I know the for a while, the late night shows back in the, the other writer's strike, um, they held off, but then they had to go back even really? though the writers were not um, back yet. They didn't do it in the, agreement or? Oh. No, because everyone else is not getting paid, right? Mm -hmm. So they have to make a show. So they just didn't have monologues, which is where all the writing is. Right? Yeah. Um, they would do like music and stuff like that. And then they would continue to the, the guests or whatever. Okay. So there's no written content happening, which then led to reality television boom, right? That on vent. Okay. Yeah. Where Do you remember that late night stuff? Was it awkward? Was it weird? Was it worse? It was just different. Like they would do more musical stuff in the in the top. Oh, yeah. It's just nothing can be written. So there's no skits. There's no planned stuff really. Um, maybe like the guest interviewers was longer. Yeah. So like did they like lean on the, the host even more? more like yeah. let's say Conan yeah he has to like even be more wild to right extend the he conversation. was like he was like playing music too with his band okay okay that's where it worked in okay yeah so you just you gotta get blade right? yeah <laughs> get him a guitar all right I like this yeah and then just fill in like you if we're watching the blade movie right yeah years from now and then all of a sudden there's a musical act in the middle well no it's because of the writer's strike I like this idea <laughs> yeah yeah we can have him like 
have some guests on the movie. You're right. Right. We just Someone, all of a sudden sit down and start talking about real yeah. life. Like, so Black Widow, what have you been up to? Like, <laughs> characters that doesn't, don't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I, I don't think it's going to last that long. The, so the, I, what I've heard is like they've lasted over like 100 days or whatever. I, I thought it was longer, but like that's the, the writer's strike. Yeah. That's the marker I've seen yeah. online in this conversation. Um, I think they, so the whole thing is around like they're, uh, they do these like mini rooms, like writer rooms. Yeah. And it's not legit like the show or whatever is getting picked up yet. So it's kind of like freelance pay, yeah. but not really pay. Right. Legit pay that what they want. Right. So they're trying to like just use them. Yeah. While, and under the guise of like, well, this is not a real job yet. Yeah. You should be lucky, right? Is right. it going to get picked up or not? Yeah. Which is just like, a, there's a lot, that's a lot more work. It's a gamble. Right. Yeah. It's not consistent. Exactly. Right. So, man, that, that kind of sucks. But it, it's not just affecting movies, it's affecting TV shows now, too. Um, not only is the Blade movie delayed, the very much anticipated Daredevil Born Again show, I think, has hit a, a speed bump because of this. That's right. Paused also. I mean, that was the type of thing where is this just going to be season four of the old show? Kind and of, yeah. In a way it was, but a lot of it's also like we want to shift the tone. So you have to do this balancing act of having your fan favorite Daredevil, but also kind of make it more fun, jovial, like we saw him in She-Hulk. Yeah, I don't know even know how they do that because like, I think two of the main characters are not returning, which is unfortunate, right? Oh yeah, and they want to give it a different feel, but also they want they want to bring back Punisher, which they is do, like yeah. the other way, the other direction. How how is this gonna be like funny with him like killing mobsters? Yeah, all the time. I what I think is um it was how if you take the the shows that came out last year, right? Okay. I think there was like four shows. You're talking about the Disney Plus ones? Yeah. So there's like Moon Knights. Hawkeye? Uh, you can throw Hawkeye in there. Um, Miss Marvel and She-Hulk. Okay. Right? Let's say all those, right? Mm-hmm. They felt like half the time they're just introducing new characters to the to the MCU. So like we have our main character, whatever the titular person is, plus all the baggage they bring and and the character, another superhero or villain they bring into, right? The the new version of me or whatever, right? Right. And like a transitional thing, connect the dots between movies. Yeah, is what these TV shows were. And I think they wanted to do that with Daredevil, except. Instead of four shows, it would just be one show. Okay. And every, like, whatever, four to six episodes kind of bring in someone new. Oh. Like, oh, now Daredevil's interacting with this other character, new character. Like a monster of the week, but where it's really just like- A little uh, longer, I think. A little longer. Yeah. And maybe on the good side every now and then, right? Yeah. Where they're introducing new. Right. Yeah. Um, That's why I think it was like 18 episodes, which to me, that's like super long. Yeah. And I I don't like that idea. Really? It's too long. So maybe the writer's strike will cause it to condense down a little bit. Yeah, I hope it doesn't affect... I mean, I, I want the writers to get paid. Don't sure. get me wrong, but yeah. just, just thinking of it as a fan, like I want it to be... Um, not, don't affect the, the quality of the thing too much. I don't know, but uh, yeah. I think depending on how long it'll take for them to get back will determine the quality of the uh, what they produce because... Marvel wants to stick to this timeline, right? Yeah. So like if they have a goal to release this and then the longer it takes to get back to work, the less time they'll have to actually make it, which will lower the quality. Whereas other things, other shows, other movies that are not Marvel or whatever, mm-hmm. not in the shared, connected, strict, ruled timeline thing, 
think you maybe push back. Whereas Marvel, if you push one thing back, you're pushing everything back. Yeah, Daredevil is one of those ones where uh, whoever's introducing the show itself, how integral of a character is it? Because it it does seem like uh, I don't know if he's ever going to make it to the Avengers like a big thing. I hope he does, but it's like. How important is he to what they envisioned already for this next phase of movies? I think he's like the ground level if lead. I would, if I, yeah, maybe like he's the ground level Iron Man. Okay, yeah. And how important is that to the overall world? I don't know. It could be, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, I I like Charlie Cox. I yeah. like Daredevil. I like a uh, uh, Vince Nafrio. Right. Yeah. But these versions of them, I don't know if I like them yet. Yeah. I, lo- I love the Netflix versions of them. I'm not sold on the Disney versions of them yet. It's like he's like Uncle Kingpin, the way he, <laughs> you know, with the with the Hawaiian Put shirt. Put on a suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come to Disney. Come to Marvel. You know. Correct. You know. Be serious about this. He's he's in like senioritis mode. <laughs> I was like, oh, you can pull me back in? All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope they come back a little closer to the versions that I liked. Well, there was like a clip right today of Vincent D'Onofrio talking to an interviewer saying like, this is a new show. This okay, is great. different <laughs> from yeah. Daredevil. Yeah. So it's like, what does that mean? Is it hard stop different and just, is it going to be a mockery of the old show? That's what I want to avoid the most. I think they're trying to quickly establish that, like you said, this is not the same show. There are going to be changes. Yeah. Things that happen there may not reflect on this show and their attitudes will be slightly different. And um, I think that's not going to please everybody. You had a statement with that, with him being introduced and She-Hulk. Yeah. So that's, yeah. It yeah. already has a different tone. Yeah. I don't like the costume. That's the big thing? I don't, yeah, I don't like it. Uh, I, I I hope his like slickness uh-huh. with this version of him comes through better. I want the Mark Wade comic Daredevil type style. It just, it, it has to have the framework around him to, to, be, to be up to par. Yeah. I'm not saying I won't like it. I'm just saying I don't like it yet. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, it, it's it feels like Boba Fett, <laughs> <laughs> the ruining of a fan favorite. That's yeah, kind of. Man, Boba Fett was my favorite character. Yeah, until I saw more of him. <laughs> <laughs> until he, I didn't like him once he took off the mask. <laughs> That's true, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I hope Charlie Cox can still fit in the Daredevil costume. That's the, the, <laughs> or does he gonna have to wear a black skirt like a Boba Fett? Yeah, man. Um, I will see if that still comes out on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what looks like it's still coming out on time is two movies by Marvel. One, Dare, uh, Deadpool three. Oh yeah, um, th- that's maybe I'm more inclined to like that. I think that's maybe closer to um, the first two Dare uh, Daredevil, first two Deadpool's than da- the new Daredevil. Devil will be <laughs> right closer to his old version yeah yeah and then also the thunderbolts movie seems like it's still gonna go into production yeah the time starting filming soon right yeah i think this month for right. thunderbolts so and it's a big crew I, I honestly they they went to um rewrites too oh, i they guess did? they finished that prior to the writer strike mm-hmm. so they don't need any writers <laughs> we can we can keep going right we have to pause on production or whatever filming yeah. it uh or at least you know start on the stuff we have written already i, I yeah. guess that could work i don't know uh but thunderbolts 3 i mean thunderbolts are you excited about that yes and there was um i think the initial idea for it was going to be somewhat of a, a pseudo sequel to black widow yeah with like so many of her characters yeah but i think um they did rewrites 
And I think even the, the creator of Beef was the one that did the rewrites. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I think they wanted it to skew less in the direction of a Black Widow sequel and focus less. I, I think a lot of the focus was on Yelena Belova. And now I think it's like, no, we want it to be a Thunderbolts movie, a team movie. Yeah. So more spread out and less of just her character. Okay. Okay. I, I kind of like the hearing of that, but uh, um, Steven Yun, yeah. I, I, the connection with Beef, like he's being introduced in this. I still think we still don't know what his character is, but- I wouldn't the, be surprised if it's Sentry. Sentry? Yeah. It's like a crazy guy that's like all powerful type of thing. Yeah. But not fully in control. Mm-hmm. Right. Has a dark side. He doesn't, uh, he's not a super buff guy. Like I see him in the comic books, yeah. but if you're just if you have superpowers already, what how what does it matter how buff you are? Right, right. Uh, but the connection with him and the beef guy, maybe that's a big through line. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I think it's important when like behind the scenes creators have connection to their actors. Uh-huh. Like with the movie we're going to talk about today, Guardians, like the that chemistry. I think it's it's fun to see. Maybe we can get that chemistry with this Thunderbolts cast. Yeah, I think now that um, you know, slight spoilers, Guardians is you know kind of like completed their three movie trilogy yeah thunderbolts could be the new team movie the thing on the side right that's what they want yeah yeah they want that kind of chemistry the team that's not the avengers right well i mean who are the avengers right now yeah they're just there's i don't think there's a character you could say is on the avengers right now huh yeah everyone's retired yeah there is no avengers right now i guess so we don't need them (laughs) i was gonna say like falcon captain america but he's doing his own thing yeah, I don't, I don't know if he is. Yeah, does he have to like reapply? You know, he's got a new title. I think it's like Captain. up to him to to say, hey, we're we're getting like a band back together. Right. But I also feel like he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want that responsibility. Okay. That's kind of what the whole show was <laughs> like. Uh, yeah. I don't want that job. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to give it back. <laughs> Come on. Flipping back and forth, come on. We made a whole show about this. <laughs> but like, yeah, if some of the Avengers are, I guess, Winter Soldier, was he ever an Avenger? He can't be a leader. Yeah. He's on the Thunderbolts. Not leader, but an Avenger member. I mean, he's on the Thunderbolts. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. leaving to go there. You know, uh, also what I heard, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I read that um, they have written ghosts out of the movie. Just, that character's not in it. Okay. Maybe yeah. maybe she is. She's just... You know, <laughs> When you see like a pen floating out of uh, nowhere, you'll know. You'll know. They wrote it into the story. That's what they wrote when they didn't have writers. <laughs> you know, I don't mind if, if that character is not in it because it seemed like there that was just forced in any way. And I'll say so is Taskmaster. Yeah, say something. Say a word. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't like I don't like what they did with that character in Black Widow. Yeah. So don't need it. That character is so cool. Sometimes. 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 <laughs> Because he is kind of like a B villain. Yeah. He's not an A villain, you know. A, sure. A tier. Yeah. But uh, the character barely talked in the movie. What's up with that? Maybe, maybe this yeah. she could talk more if she's introduced in this then. But yeah, I guess you'd have to. The character has to evolve. Uh, I don't care for that character, but whatever. Sure. Um, Deadpool 3. This I'm excited about. We know Hugh Jack is coming back. Yeah, the Hugh Jack man. <laughs> 
Uh, and Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah. When he's not I forget about him. When he's not uh, managing a football team. Yeah. Or soccer, I should say, American. I think they won, so their their uh, team is moving up the next league. What? Yeah, I have no idea how it works, but like, isn't it just like a bunch of teams uh, in different leagues? They yeah. like have tiers. You just move the whole team moves up and down, not just a player. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's like you're you're in the major leagues now. Yeah, which is pretty cool with uh, Mac from uh, Sunny. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that's part of Deadpool three. Yeah, I could see that. They can work in a football joke. Uh, I think that movie is going to be integral to introducing, what, X-Men mutants? Yeah. Uh, and that'll define the connection. Maybe open the door to how Secret Wars will even start. Because um, we know uh, Mobius and Mobius. Yeah. Owen Wilson's character is in it, which leads to the TVA being in it. Which, if you follow that thread, leads to being connected to Kang, which I, I, I don't know what that means exactly, but I mean, it opens the door to like everything being connected. Yeah. Who is Deadpool talking to? So does he have like a hind understanding of the multiverse? Right. In a way. You remember in um, What If, when Ultron just became the most powerful being in the whole universe? Okay. That he gained omnipotence and then could see beyond his universe? Outside of his animated world? Yeah. And then he became aware of Uatu the Watcher. Sure. Does does Deadpool do that? <laughs> that might be one of his mutant powers. You know, <laughs> you can get multiple. Maybe that's one of them. Yeah. He's talking to us. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is he talking to Mobius and Mobius? I don't know. I'm sure he does something where the TV have to get involved and be like, um, you're tampering with space and time. Mm. And now we have to take you out. Kind of like what Loki, what happened to Loki. But he gets out of being captured by the TVA and uses their powers to jump through other times. Maybe that's how he grabs Wolverine out of Logan, the movie, before yeah. then. And then, they, then they're then they on like a, a time heist. <laughs> a time heist? I like it. Uh, yeah, like Lo- Loki, he's on the run right now. Yeah. He's on his own. So maybe he does look through the catalog, through the, the screens. Is like, who are these characters that have special powers that can look mm. through the multiverse? Did you see, um, there's a little bit of promo art that came out for Loki season two. Which one? It's just like drawings, I oh, think. I don't think I saw art. this. But it, it looks like Loki in the TVA costume. And then it has... Um, uh, what's his name? Ki Kwan. I forgot. Short his round. Name. Yeah, yeah. He's in it. Um, and then of course Mobius is in it. And Mobius is wearing like some kind of like big suit or something, like a mech suit or uh-huh. something like that. I'm I haven't sure. seen this yet. No. Yeah. It, it it doesn't really detail anything of what's going on, but that's what it looks like. Multiverse stuff. Does this connect to everything all at once? Everywhere all at once. <laughs> that's the big question. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Is Jamie Lee Curtis gonna win a win an Oscar no, for this? Yeah. No. Do you think um, they're gonna recast Jonathan Majors? Oh, um, I think I don't. I don't know. It just kind of depends on what the how the case rolls out. Basically, I think that's what it all depends. We've talked about this kind of stuff outside of recording, but like, I think it shouldn't affect his job. Oh yeah. Yeah, unless. He's going to prison or something like that. Then, of course, yeah, he can't work. But if he's innocent yeah. or not proven guilty yet, keep going. I think in this like public image type of business, like yeah. the movie business, I think a company has to take care of their image too, in a way. I've heard that they have said they have no plans of recasting right now. Okay. Uh, but I've also heard the contrary by just some people online. And I think those people are 
eager to have new news. So they say those things. Mm-hmm. They're eager to be like, oh, I need another name to put. So let me put a name. Um, and then it's almost like they don't want to say the person's name, the, uh, a possible replacement actor. So they'll say like, a this person type. So that way there can be like, oh, I didn't say exactly him or whatever. Oh, to get it right. Yeah. Okay. To cover your bases, basically. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and trust Disney mm-hmm. and just say like, I think they're not looking yet oh. to recast. Looking to recast like uh they don't I think they would rather not recast. Yeah. if it would there's so much already in yeah. work already. They they did the whole casting process. Yeah. Yeah, they would have it if it was all just clean for them. If if this is settled outside of court and they continue with Jonathan Majors, do you think there'll still be backlash? Oh, based on the audience? Yeah. Uh I don't know actually. I really don't know. I said just keep going with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh he would want to keep going with I guess if it cuts you off from the job, that's a big thing. But if you you didn't do anything wrong or whatever, then you'd want redemption, right? But with things like this, you know, it could take forever. Yeah, which they had, Marvel is on a timeline. That's true, but I, but I, I was supposed to, I don't he can control time. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just jump to another universe. <laughs> I think Marvel's not ignoring the possibility of recasting. I think they are con- making considerations, looking around. I don't know if they're auditioning people yet, but I think they are cu- making yeah. up a backup plan for sure, I think. Yeah, and they probably wouldn't come out and say that they were. Exactly. But I just think the internet is so eager to to pounce on something so that there's more news happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with with what's come out already, he's still firm that he did nothing wrong. So there's that. Well, that's know. just a common defense you think so <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know if it is if he's saying it so staunchly there's evidence i i, I mean i against it i know people are are don't want to um you know just quickly dismiss victims yeah but i also uh, agree with the other side like you're innocent till proven guilty sure yeah. yeah so i think that's why disney wouldn't want to say, say anything yet yeah. or just cut ties mm-hmm. i also think we're in a different a little bit of different hollywood era with that stuff i i feel like maybe we're rounding the corner on that like it's plateauing a little bit to a more even even more appropriate response i mean if this happened a couple of years ago it would yeah. have been yeah, you know have to. If it happened a couple of years ago, they would fire him and then DC would hire him and then Marvel would hire him back. And poop in <laughs> their bed. <laughs> right. And then he would head uh, DC after that. Right. <laughs> I like that. Uh, speaking of heading DC, they have a new president. Did you know that? I did not. Uh, DC Comics has promoted their COO, who was at the time Jim Lee, mm-hmm. to now just full on president of DC Comics. I honestly don't know what this title means. Me neither. I thought he already was. I didn't. I didn't vote for him. Yeah. When was the <laughs> shareholders meeting? When was when were the, these ballots taken? Did we have these ba- these uh, ballot machines inspected? Huh? I want I want I want names. I don't recount. Yeah, Philadelphia. <laughs> I think um yeah. I now he's at president, so he only answers to pretty much the Warner Brothers execs. I think, which is I think still a whole table, right? I don't know how it works, but yeah. But I, I think anything DC, it's like I can do whatever I want now. Yeah, DC Comics. Okay, he's like I don't like this color here. I want it blue. <laughs> Is that what you say? I, I I draw everything now. <laughs> He's the king of uh, of DC Comics. Yeah, everyone gets some bigger muscles. <laughs> um, but I think this is a good move because. Well, honestly, because he was a creator first. 
So now that he's in charge, I heard that um, James Gunn and him have already been in communication to cool. kind of synchronize their media. Really? Yeah. Oh. I think that's the plan kind of like overall. With the whole uh, James Gunn want to make everything DC relate, like all the same universe or whatever. You think comics can be folded into that? I don't know if comics will be because that's, that's very hard with how long comics have been around versus they're starting a brand new movie thing. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if the movie universe is a universe in the comics multiverse. Yeah. And yeah. then things could bleed when they have crossover things. That's, yeah, that's what I want to see too. Yeah. I had the idea of like an imprint in the DC sure. line. These are stories, they're uh, connecting stories within okay. the movie universe. Yeah. Uh, they're just fillers, you know, like uh, connecting things together or just side stories. Yeah. That's not really important to the movies, but fun to see in paper form. In a way, it's kind of happening because um, I forgot what, what story it is now, but like Michael Keaton's Batman has appeared in a comic book as a version of Batman. Yeah, I think... Uh, there's a Flash uh, comic book tie-in okay. that, that was came out recently. Oh, so things like that, like they, I think that happens all the time. It's within the movie universe. Yeah. Let's make a whole like section, cut it out, like a whole imprint uh-huh. a label that's for the movie universe. I think that makes sense. Do you remember this? Like a couple of years ago, there was rumors, and I was already talking about how DC could just stop making comics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I was like, man, they're in bad shape. They just might. Sh- fold their comic book production and just stick to other media with their characters. I'm glad I was wrong. I'm glad that it seems like they're picking up steam again. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see what the future holds now with with, uh, maybe some kind of synchronicity with the movies and and video games and TV shows. I was was pretty confident they're going to stick around just to mine stories for movies. uh, But you you don't need it anymore. You know how like Marvel did the things where they make a comic and it's gonna be in the movies, like the Black Order. Yeah. Like that team was like fresh out of the comics. Yeah. Like really new. I want to see DC doing that. Like have the minds of their comic writers basically like maybe kind of write stuff for the movies. I hate that most of the time, but mm. it might make for better movies. <laughs> but I just also think like comic book movies don't have to be about comic book stories. Yeah. And when it is, sometimes it's kind of like, I know it's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's up to the directors where the movie team to make it interesting and fresh. But I also think they get like a, it's like a first draft for the movies. How did the comic book run pan out for the audience? Yeah. I think that is an element. I think it's not negligible. Sure. But w- what about they just make stories though that are from scratch? Yeah, that's, that's always an option. I haven't seen, well, yeah, I guess they do that sometimes, but I, I, most of the time they don't do that. Yeah, but I also wouldn't hate it. Yeah, I mean, sure. A hundred percent from scratch. All I, I also is, think is there's a strike going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to pull in comic book writers. That's, that's crossing the line to the picket line, whatever that's called. Yeah, I think there's some kind of like union you have to be part of to write movies. Oh, is that like a legal thing? I, I don't know how this works. There's there's scabs, isn't that a thing? I yeah, but it's not like a supermarket going on strike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know this business. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the news this week. We're free. Uh, I, I could write a great movie. Yeah. If you could write any comic book movie, which comic book would you want to write? Which one would I want to write? I would redo Moon Knight. Redo? I didn't say you could redo. It's a movie. I guess it's the first movie then. First. Okay, movie. but you have to use what's already established. <sighs> yeah, I think I'd still do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the job. I'll take it. <laughs> Sorry, writers. 
<laughs> you have one in mind? I would cross that picket line if they let me write yeah. X, an X-Men movie. <laughs> you'd be like first, like skipper, like uh, you'd have like a name tag. I'm Chris. Yeah. So, you know, like I just you're pretend, like a rookie. I'd pretend all those people with the signs are just like, no more mutants. Get out of here, mutie. Wow. <laughs> we don't need your cure. <laughs> I'll, I'll just be like that. I'll, I'll walk right past them. You're, you're going to sneak in there? I'm going to walk right past them like rogue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see you in the, the like whiting wig and like <laughs> the the crop top jackets. Is that what it is? Like the yeah, the leather one. I can make it happen. Yeah, make it work. <laughs> All right, that's it for the news this week. Um, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just search us in your podcast app and hit that follow button. You can also search us up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to find our handle at the Reader Copy Podcast, where we can talk about more things comic books over there. All right, we're gonna continue on the movie. We talk with a review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This past weekend was the release of the third volume of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, we're going to be reviewing it, spoiling it. Yes. Talking all about it. We've seen it twice now. <laughs> That's right. We had to do our due diligence. Yeah. I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. This is not for enjoyment. This is work. <laughs> yeah. This is for you guys. Yeah. Uh, before we get too far into it, um, I think we have different views on the first two. Okay. Yeah, What did do. you think about the first two movies? I think the first one um, gave me all that I wanted because I'm such a Guardians comic book fan already. Right. And it was I think it was a awesome movie. Mm-hmm. And the second one, um, it was sadder, which got me in the feels more and mm-hmm. made me, um, what's it called, um, involved in it. So I really enjoyed it. Okay. I, uh, I love the first one. I think it's probably in the top five MCU movies. Oh, yeah. Wow. The second one, however, I didn't love as much. Not nearly as much as I think you liked it. I think the jokes fell short for me and um, there was less action, I think. And it, I don't know if it just felt more. Everything was just too CG. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, because they're on a living planet. Kind yeah. Of thing. Uh, it felt very um, green screened. It did. Yeah. Yeah. The whole atmosphere. It yeah. has to be fake. Sure. Where um, there are scenes I liked, like uh, the story I liked overall in Guardians Two. Yeah, with the Yandu stuff. The Yandu stuff was great. I, I mean, I cried at the end. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just not. I don't think it was the same level as the first one. The first one was just. Like everything I wanted from a comic book movie was in there. Yeah, yeah. and a big surprise too, right? In, right in what we established was the MCU. Yeah, because it's not exactly the Guardians from the comic book either. It's very close, but there's still missing characters and different um, connections and how people are. And we'll get into more, but like James Gunn basically alters each character. Yeah, to form fit for his idea for the characters. Right. Um, so that's what I thought about the first two. Going to the third one, I had high expectations still. Um, there was controversy with James Gunn going into the third one. Yeah, there was. He was first, first he wrote the movie. So he was in line to direct it also. And then he got fired for bad tweets that he sent years ago. Yeah. Um, and I, I was on the side of like, you shouldn't be fired for stuff you did in the past. You're Everyone deserves a second chance. Okay. Uh, and then he got hired by DC. And I know people say like, oh, it's Marvel versus DC. I don't think it is. They're just two 
sides of the same thing. They make comic book movies. Yeah, yeah. They eat into each other's <laughs> markets, I think. I mean, I like if they're both good, people are going to watch both. Yeah. Right? Um, but he gets hired there and he makes, an, I think, one of their best movies. Yeah. The true. Suicide that, Squad. It's an awesome movie. I like that more than Guardians 2. I, I, I think I could say that pretty fairly. Okay. I don't know if I do. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I thought it was really cool. It's way better than that first movie than the other Suicide. Yeah. Well, he didn't do that movie. I know. What I'm saying I'm is... judging his, his movies. Sure. Yeah. I really enjoyed... I don't... I get... I don't know. I just don't see the, the faults as much as some individuals. It's fine. I guess. Okay. I think, um, I think I'm in the minority here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he then gets rehired by Marvel. And I don't think it's because of the success of, of the Suicide Squad. Because he got rehired before that movie came out. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. I think they just realized, like, we we acted too... Hastily? Yeah. Yeah. So he gets rehired. Also, maybe, I think there's some things about, like, the actors did not want to work without him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think Madam and Dave Batista was a big thing. Wow, yeah. that's cool. They're real so, friends. Yeah, they rehired James Gunn to. They were going to use his script regardless that he wrote. Yeah, but they rehired him to direct. Came back and directed this, and um, I'll say this without any spoilers. Uh, I like it way more than the second, and it's like if you had to ask me right now, I probably like it more than the first. Oh wow, really? That's surprising. I think it's um uh, one of the darkest ones, one of the darkest uh Marvel yeah, movies, sure. I think. Yeah. Um, but it still had this fun that I really enjoy about it. Uh I don't know if I like it more than I think I yeah, I like it more than the second one. Uh yeah, I really enjoyed it. It had more of what I wanted and maybe not the hugest surprises, but enough to keep me entertained and uh yeah. like the the results. Yeah, I think the, the the jokes are back. I think they're really funny. I think the action again is is really like what I saw in the first one. Um and the, the it's weird to say this, but just the colorfulness is back. Oh yeah, yeah. The vibrant. Yeah, the music is also I think better. All okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. The music in the second one was just maybe not my generation that I like. Oh yeah, yeah. was the first one your generation? I mean, I like. Yeah, I like those songs. Oh really? Yeah, the eighty songs. Sure. Um, but then yeah, this this one uh, I also really like. Some of the the like when the, the right lyrics kind of hit the right songs. This this is this has one of those moments that are really impactful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the feel of this, it, it landed where it needed to also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping here. All right. Like I said, it's directed and written by James Gunn, and it stars Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Palm Clementif, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Will Poulter, Sean Gunn, Chiquidi Iluji, Linda Carlini, Nathan Fillion, and Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> you, had to, you had to catch your breath. You had to take a pause. Okay, here's a, a robo coming up. I, <laughs> I don't even think I got it right. Far from it. Um, you want to get into this movie? So let's do it. From now on, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, Watch the movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, I saw it twice already. <laughs> the movie starts off in the past where we see baby Rocket with all his like brothers and sisters, I'm guessing, in a cage. His litter. And we see a hand reach in for him uh, and pull him out. And then we jump cut to present day where we know the Guardians now are kind of running nowhere. This is the 
hollowed out head of a celestial. Yeah. Um, and it looks like Quill is like in a drunken stupor. He's sad that Gamora, he's not with Gamora anymore. Yes. And I think Rocket's in his feels too. He's dealing with something. Yeah. Gamora, uh, more spoilers, dies in an Infinity War. But then a version of her returns in Endgame, but it's not the same one. doesn't have the same memories as that one that Peter was in love with. Yeah. So this Gamora has no feelings towards Peter right now. It's really weird, Sitch. Yeah. Um, I feel like Nebula, just in general in this movie, is more of an in-charge, kind of almost like a mother figure. Sure, yeah. Kind of looking after things. Yeah. If anything, she's running nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and so they're all like based there, right? Yeah. And then out of nowhere, when Rocket's gonna go for bed, Adam Warlock, you know the the yes. the super being, comes out of nowhere and tackles him, causes mayhem, destroying everything. Big fight everywhere. Um, this kind of like sobers up Peter because he was like drunk in bed already. Mm-hmm. Um, Mantis is uh, trying to help out. But she's also like, he like broke her arm. Yeah, right? Rocket's in bad shape, bleeding out. Yeah, um, Nebula tries to attack, but then Adam Warlock is super strong. Yeah, he was uh, teased in the last movie. Yeah. And you really, he was built up in this movie, I tell you, but I don't know if it was as good as what we hoped for. Okay, I'll, I'll ask you now, because Adam Warlock is such a big character in the comics. Yeah. Such a huge part of the Guardians comics that you love. What do you think of him in the movies? I think he's mostly played as a joke and kind of an afterthought. Um, and I hope to see him grow in the future if we see him more. Yeah. It's what I want. Okay, yeah. I like the actor and I liked like how they showed off his abilities in the movie. But yeah, he is a lower character played off um, in this one. Yeah. Just because I think they have so many characters to deal with right exactly. now. But uh, I think it's a good introduction. It was a... A big action sequence to introduce him right away. Um, he's fighting Drax now, right? And he's like really wailing on him. Like Drax yeah. is beat up, beat up. He's beat up a lot in this movie. Yeah, and it takes Nebula to transform her arm into a blade and then stab him through the gut, and then he flies off. But the Guardians are like, they're all hurt right now. They're in a panic for Rocket because the Med Pack didn't heal him, and they try to. He's going haywire when the Med Pack is like making it worse. Right. They find out there's a kill switch in him. From this organization, Orgo Corp. Right. And there's like a, a proprietary thing in him that they don't want him to be the, tampered with. Yeah. The, the creator of him considers him property. Yes. So they must travel to Orgo Corp to find like a bypass code to turn off the kill switch so they could heal him with a med pack. Now, through the majority of this movie, Rocket is unconscious. Yeah. And they're spliced in segments of his origin and his past uh, how he was created and it's several scenes spliced through the whole thing but i think maybe we just compress it down to the whole thing now i'm down so we don't have to keep going back and forth but essentially he was taken by the high evolutionary um this being that's obsessed with creating like a perfect society yes and perfect being it does extreme experiments on rocket to hide his intelligence he gains consciousness and he's like thrown in, in a cage as an experiment where he meets other ones like a like a, a rabbit a walrus uh otter right and they're all they'll have like um robot appendages and stuff. They're cyborgs. And they have the ability to speak now. Yes. And Rocket also has the ability to speak. 
and um, it's like the saddest thing. It's trauma. <laughs> like this is not a kids movie. No, right? This can the the rabbit has gigantic yeah machine teeth. It's like um, you remember Toy Story one? <laughs> yes, that's yeah. It's funny Sid. with uh, Adam Warlock that he's in both movies, <laughs> <laughs> but. It's like an abomination, kind of what the high evolutionary does, but his intelligence kind of skyrockets so fast. Right. <laughs> and then uh, he befriends the other experiments there. And he, it's funny because like, every time we see him, he's kind of aging up a little bit. Yeah. And um, first he's like almost like a little pup and he can speak and he's running around. They're like playing and then, like tag or something. And then they grow up and they... Um, the high evolutionary is is even like impressed at his intelligence, Rocket's yeah. intelligence. He's doing like these super long equations, and um, it, high evolutionary is like proud of himself. Like I created this guy. All until that he shows his next phase, which is like this speed up evolution for these animals. Right, and it kind of they turn to their teenage mutant Ninja Turtles, right? <laughs> yeah. And they kind of scream out in aggression and Rocket figures out what's the wrong right away. Yeah, it's like not filtering some kind of thing that is turning them violent. And um, High Evolution is like, oh my God, like you figure that out. But it, he's not happy that um, he has the answer now. He's more happy that he his creation figured it out so that he can like pick his brain, like dissect his brain about it. He, but also gets jealous that uh, he can figure out the, the hormone or whatever that's wrong. Right. And he says like, well, uh, I'm just going to inspect your brain, break into it, take it out of you and study that. Right. And just kind of burn the rest of the batch. Yeah. He said like, well, are we supposed to go to that counter earth, the earth that you made for the perfect society where there's sky? And he's like, no, you're you're not perfect. Look at you. You're a freak. You're just like a stepping stone to what I'm going to create. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> so Rocket creates like this bypass key to get out of his cage. Yeah. And this is like, I could tell something bad's going to happen. Something's a muck. He's like, come on, guys. He's gathering up his friends. Like, we can, I, there's a spaceship out there. I can fly it. We can escape. We'll go to the sky and fly forever. Yeah, be sweet. <laughs> and then he unlocks um, Lila's cage, the otter. Oh, my God. And like, first off, they're in separate cages. So they, they could talk, but they couldn't really like embrace. Now they're like hugging. We can, we can actually like touch each other. And then boom. Oh, my God. High Evolutionary shoots her down. And she dies right in front of Rocket. Um, this enrages Rocket. He jumps on him and is clawing at his face. Tears up his face to pieces. And then the guards shoot him up too. Uh, and shoots up Teeths the walrus and right. Floor the rabbit. And now Rocket, the only family he had is all gone. He's alone. Mm -hmm. And he is quick enough to escape and get out of there. But we totally understand now why he is how he is. Or yeah. how, how he was prior to meeting the Guardians. He finds freedom, but also loses his family. Really sad moments. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Back in the present, he is still unconscious. So Nebula has to have a connection that'll help them get into Orgo Corp, who created the uh, thing inside Rocket that they have to bypass. We see Orgo Corp, it is a gigantic butthole, right? Is that what it is? Is that the joke? <laughs> it's like a living organism. It's a huge rectum. Is that what it looks like? It's an Orgo. Am I wrong? <laughs> Is that the joke? It's orgoscope. <laughs> so, but uh, luckily they it's find... Uranus. <laughs> right, right. Grow up. This is... Come on. 
the the contact turns out is Gamora. Yeah, the, the other Gamora. Peter Quill's like, you, we didn't tell me you're in contact with Gamora this whole time, and it's really awkward. She's with the Ravagers now. It's weird because, like, you know what it reminds me of? Pirates of the Caribbean too. What? Because um, what's a, what's Orlando Bloom's here? Will Turner. Will Turner. Yeah. Will Turner becomes a pirate, right? Yes, he does. The first one. Oh, okay. And Elizabeth Swan, who's in love with, by the second one, they have switched. Elizabeth Swan becomes a pirate. Yeah. And it's same thing with Peter and Gamora. Gamora has now joined the Ravagers. Wow. Who Peter was once a Ravager. There's, I think, there's a squid person in later in this movie too. So. <laughs> Uh, they're so they're gonna sneak in as one of the employees there, like all of them, right? And sneak in, and we just love us alone's there. Let's <laughs> just alone. Um, he tells him like, okay, you gotta wear these Orocorp uniforms. Uh, Drax doesn't like the color. No, <laughs> it's not his color. I I get his point. And Gamora is gonna go with them to sneak them in, and they go down, and the the planet or whatever it is, it's like flesh, flesh, Ugh. and Nebula is like cutting a hole out of it, <laughs> and while he's doing that. Peter uses his time to try to express his feelings to this Gamora through like just their communication. You really don't remember what we had here and all that. He misses her. A heart to heart. And then it's open line. <laughs> and like, like, we can hear you. <laughs> and, and he doesn't realize that. And then it's because like the the color coding doesn't match what their costumes are. It's just Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> logic, I gotta say. And then they finally um cut through the planet. They all squeeze in, but Drax like doesn't fit. Yeah. And this causes like a an alarm. An alarm. And head of like their security to go check it out is Nathan Fillion's character. Yeah. He checks it out and he barges in there and what the heck guys? Why are you barging in here? And Nathan Fillion feels like an idiot here. Right. This is a classic like Star Lord quick on your feet thinking. Improv. Yeah. Right. Nice move. And I think this is one of the funniest jokes where he like thinks one of his employees is the idiot. Yeah. Like, this is like one of the best deliveries of a joke in the movie I think. there's like a long stare that he does at the guy that's just like it's extra long to make it funny he's got it yeah i really like that one but uh they get away with it right they're like yeah. okay my bad and they're gonna go and look for the whatever that number eight nine p13 is so they split up um mantis and drax they go to like the main floor to i guess like distract the guards or something because the story needed it yeah while Nebula, Gamora, and um, Star-Lord go to like find the records, right? Yeah. This is a cool sequence where um, Star-Lord says like, okay, I'm gonna charm like this this clerk, whatever. Yeah. So we get to the, the records. But after like a couple of lines, Gamora just doesn't have time for it. And she pulls a gun on her. Threatens her. Do you know who this actress was? It took me a second to figure it out. Yeah, it, she plays the rat catcher yeah. from the Suicide Squad. That's right. Yeah. I didn't know until I looked it up afterwards, but uh, so they figure out that it's a species number. Right? right. And they go and they play Plinko, whatever that thing is, the big white space Plinko, Plinko and they pull out the, the like species record, which is like a big orb. Right. But I think their cover is blown and now the guards are attacking Drax and Mantis. And there's so many times in this movie, I think deliberately, on purpose, you think someone's going to die. Yeah. And it, it just in general, since the trailer came out, you felt like one of these characters is going to die. Rocket is barely alive right now. And they attack Drax, and he's like hit up so much that I thought he might die in the scene. Me too. Uh, the All the... 
things Batista said too. Like I'm done with the character. Maybe yeah. that was just playing with us to like make us in the feels for this. Sure. Which you know it comes to later on, but that that scene, like yeah, he gets beat up so much in this movie. He's the bruiser, but still. <laughs> Uh, Nathan Fillion like blows him up for a second too and it's yeah. like pretty pretty drastic but Peter Quill he woos uh, Ratcatcher into giving <laughs> her him comms to like convince the team that we're just here for to help our friend really it's just a ploy to take control of their exosuits and yep. just kind of get them out of the way and deal with them yeah Groot flies their ship in and they're able to get out of there they learn, however, though, that the bypass key for the kill switch is not in that file, and it was removed by one of high evolutionaries, like um, scientists or whatever. Yeah, it's Mateo from Superstore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they need to track him down, but Peter's like, oh, I, I saw that guy. He must have it in his little robot head thing. So they're like, okay, we have to go to um, Counter Earth, Counter Earth, where they could find him, right? Yeah. And Gamora doesn't want to go with them. It's like our deal is done, but they don't have time to drop her off. We gotta go. Rocket is dying. He's family. Right. They have to. They have to go there. And so um, they make their voyage there. There, there's like some small scenes where. Um, they're like in their new. I like how they have their new costumes, like from the comic book. Yeah, it's just fan service. I really enjoy. Sure. I gotta say, um, but they they make their way to Counter Earth, um, and it's basically like a carbon copy of Earth, right? Yeah, with high evolutionaries as the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, that was, that was kind of. Fun. They, I, they had it. He had like a monkey, so I think yeah. it was like Planet of the Apes kind of joke. Oh, okay, yeah, joke. could be yeah. Um, I wanted to say about the High Evolutionary. Do you think he, when he went to Earth before, it was like uh, he ran to other superheroes? Like, what if Fantastic Four takes place in the past, and that's oh. when High Evolutionary and Fantastic Four like butt heads? Oh, maybe. I like that. I like that. I thought of that while I was watching the movie. I was thinking, like, do you think when when? Well, I guess. Because if you judge what Counter Earth looks like, yeah, it's like '80s style. True, their cars are old, their aesthetic is old. So that's probably when he went to Earth, right? Right. So it would be that time frame, I'm assuming. Yeah. If he if we did do like a Fantastic Four connection, it was either that or it was like some really boring suburb that I thought like, oh, it's like <laughs> Wisconsin or something. <laughs> but they go there, and it's pretty much Earth, but it's filled with uh, anthropomorphized animals, animorphs. <laughs> yeah yeah and it's a, the whole like funny sequence we see in the trailer where Drax throws a ball and this, the whole society like now hates the guardians and star lord actually like kind of like befriends one of the people that gets hurt and they don't speak the language but he's able to communicate that they need they're looking for someone to help their friend and she invites them into their house which looks like a regular house yeah and they they try to be nice and all that and there's funny jokes here about sitting on the couch or whatever with drags yeah. uh, but they figure out they have to go to like the citadel in the middle of the planet right where the a bunch of those guys with a thing in their heads are right this uh, this scene had the funniest joke i think in the movie okay which one was that it's uh nebula could not figure out how to open the door <laughs> and she's like pulling the handle it's like you gotta push the button, and she's pushing the keyhole button. Yeah, it's like I think you're pushing the keyhole. You gotta push the button under the handle. So she pushes it, and she's like, "Okay, now what?" And then she's like, "Open the fucking door." <laughs> it's kind of simple, but it's, it works. I also thought, like, is this a kids' movie or not? It's definitely not. You can say, from what I know, you can say "fuck" once and still be PG thirteen. Oh, so this is where they used it. And I was thinking, like, okay, what heroes would curse like that? Oh. Uh, Captain America would definitely not, right? Body melt. And I would think Tony Stark would, but yeah. he can't because he's 
Disney will not allow him because he's he's the Iron Man. Tony Stark, okay. Yeah. So in real world, Disney will not let him say that. But Star-Lord is just low enough that he can't <laughs> say it. <laughs> so he gets to you. Yeah. So I think it's hilarious. This, this is pretty, it's pretty funny. Yeah, line pretty well. Yeah. Uh, and then so they, they make their way back to the ship uh, on, on just a car. He doesn't know how to drive. He, he left Earth when he was eight, right? Right. So he makes it there. Um, and they kind of get in easy, right? Well, they don't let Nebula in because no weapons allowed and she's like a living weapon. We didn't talk about that yet. She's got like T-1000 powers in her <laughs> arm, right? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, I think she mentions that Rocket upgraded her arm. So that's that's where the connection was, right? Yeah. She's the new one on the team, but there's the real connection there. Right. Yeah. And also, if you think about it, they were partnered up pretty much for five years in between Infinity War and Endgame. They're the only Guardians that survived. Sure. Yeah. They were together. In the, in the hologram thing, they're together together in space they're doing their thing like i didn't think of that for a long time they're like i want to i want to see like they're kind of the only two they had and they're like the aliens right yeah so it makes sense so they have a relationship i didn't think of that wow yeah, yeah. so he really matters to her right wow. um so she has to wait there drax and mantis are waiting by the ship but drax can't just sit around he has to do something and so he gets on a motorcycle and drives to the citadel too leaving right. the ship Unguard except for Gamora. Right. And the high evolutionary there is waiting at, at the top of the pyramid or whatever. Peter and Groot make it up there. And he does the thing like, oh, oh, hold on a second. I'm, I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. But if you look at what he's doing, he's like on a, like a little toy thing. Is he playing centipede? <laughs> it's like not even, he's not even doing anything. He's making a statement, right? Yeah. Actually, he's buying time right here. Right, yeah. He's buying time and takes Peter Quill to... Uh, shout at the guy with the thing in his head to right. kind of take that technology, take the code out of him. But then I, High Evolutionary then goes into like his villain monologue, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I, I bend genetics to my will, right? I've got these gravitational powers now. I'm all powerful basically mm-hmm. as he, he kind of throws people around. Um, and then they kind of, we see that they order the, the, the like war pig thing yeah. to go and take rocket out of the spaceship that they have. And the pig kind of successfully gets it. Yeah. So she communicates back like, oh, I got rocket or whatever. Right. Yeah. So that's when high elevation is like, okay, activate the ship, the ship, the pyramid starts becoming like a spaceship and pulling out of the, the counter earth. Not good for the structure. <laughs> yeah. Never was like, oh crap. Cause she's like at the floor of it, right? At the mm-hmm. ground level. And she calls on to Drax and it's like, uh, take the ship and fly it over here. Cause this, this whole building is flying away. And he's like, oh, I'm not at the ship. I can't. <laughs> Uh, so dumbly they're stuck there and they have to go save Peter and Groot because they're still up there right so they they make their way up there they kind of barely make it onto the ship as it's flying off because the world is exploding he high evolutionary plans to raise the world because he's going to make an even newer colony of people new population right you know who arrives at the ship though while Gamora is there is Adam Warlock yeah and he attacks he pretty much kills that war pig right yeah because he needs credit of collecting rocket but Gamora kind of saves Rocket, right? Even though she doesn't really care for this guy, doesn't know him at all. She's carrying him. I don't know how he survives because he's been tossed around a bunch now. Yeah. And then um, as the world is exploding, Adam Warlock realized like, oh, mother, who yeah. is uh, Aisha, she's in danger. So he, there's a cool sequence of him flying through these explosions. And the explosion raises the whole planet and Adam Warlock is not able to get to her in time and she gets taken out. Right. And then Adam Warlock is kind of in a haze and he ends up at the back at the ship. Right. Kind of beaten up. 
Gamora then flies a ship to try to save um, Star-Lord and Groot, who have jumped out of the ship, yeah. of the high evolutionary ship. And this is a cool sequence where Groot like grows wings to try to like glide down. Who knew? Who knew he could do this, right? <laughs> I think he's just stealing from like Swamp Thing, because Swamp Thing can grow wings. Uh, so can Groot. I guess now he can, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and P- this is where you really see like Peter's like dark side. Like he kind of like drags the, the guy, guy across the ground, right? And then like pokes at his head and takes it. I mean, he's doing his job, right? But it's like you see it in him. He's like really. The guy deserves it. He's going through it, yeah. <laughs> and then like Gamora's ship almost runs them over, and right. she doesn't know how to fly. It's she's new to a ride, and uh, but they're able to take the thing out of his head. They get there. They start uploading that to the system. Try to save Rocket. Um, and it's just not fast enough. Yeah. Rocket, like I said, he wouldn't survive all that. He now is in like a, kind of like an afterlife state. Yeah. White screen type of thing, right? Like in heaven type of thing. Sees Lila and, and teeths and floor. Yeah. And floor. So like, he's almost like ready, right? Yeah. He wants to be with them. Yeah. That's his first family. He can fly up into the sky here, right? right? He's thinking, Lila, you can come with us. Right. And I thought, okay, well, that's it. Yeah, me too. It's a sad ending for Rocket, but he's he'll be happy there. Yeah. And uh, then they do the whole like, but not yet. <laughs> this is where you're like holding back tears. Yeah. You're just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> something, something in both my eyes. <laughs> Who's chopping onions? <laughs> and huh. then there's a close sequence of him being pulled right back down to earth. Yeah. And he's alive. And Peter was like screaming. This is yeah. great acting by really uh, Chris Pratt. Hard wrenching, right? This this moment. Uh but he comes back to, comes to, and he's alive. He's revived, right? right. And uh, out of nowhere, Nebula gets on the comms. Well, I, I, if you think about it at this point, yeah. Peter thinks the other three, Nebula, Mantis, and Dragon, he thinks they're dead. He thinks they're done for. He thinks the world exploded, yeah. right? And he's trying to tell Rocky, like, we saved you, but they sacrificed their lives. But he's like, but she's like on the intercom. <laughs> oh, thank God, right? So we see that like they're they're kind of okay, but they're up there, right? Right. They switch sides. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, okay, what's the plan? We have to go save them now. They're on that ship that's flying off, right? Right. Um, so Nebula, Drax, and Mantis, they're on the ship, and they discover that not only are they on the ship, but there's cages and cages of children that the High Evolutionaries created that are imprisoned in that ship too. Yeah. And I, they don't understand. They can't communicate with these kids. Yeah. And like Nebula and Mantis, they kind of argue, kind of bark at each other and can't communicate. It takes Drax, the idiot of the team, to kind of like <laughs> play as like make monkey noise and right. uh, get them to understand. Um, but the High Evolutionary captures them, drops them into like a prison, right? Yeah. So the Peter and and Gamora and Groot and Rocket, they're on their way to save them, but they don't know that the kids are there. So their plan is to just kind of like blast a hole yeah. the ship. So they have to warn the kids to like stay out of the way. And Mantis doesn't know how to speak their language. Nebula doesn't no. know how to tell them. He's, the kids just start crying. So, like you said, Drax is able to communicate with them. Turns out he even speaks their language. I don't. I guess, maybe that's his home language. I don't yeah. know. It's kind of funny that he knows. <laughs> Um, with all this going on, though, the High Evolutionary notices this and tosses them into like the cage with the other tentacle monsters. Yeah, and Tentai. <laughs> <laughs> These are the ones from the beginning of the first, uh, the second movie. Yeah, amulary batteries. I thought that joke was funny. 
All right. That was that was funny. Um, so they're able to warn them. The kids get out of there. And um, Peter, what he does is he contacts um, Craglin back on Nowhere. Right. Um, there's this whole running joke with Craglin and, and Cosmo, who finally, Cosmo's there. One of the best character. characters. Yeah. I did not picture her when I read the comic book all those years ago that it had a girl's voice. I thought it was a guy dog this whole time. Maybe it is a guy dog, but it's got a girl voice. Do you know who the voice is? I do. Yeah. yeah. Borat's daughter. Right. <laughs> and they pretty much transfer the entirety of nowhere to right where the um, higher evolutionary ship is in space. This was a cool shot where it's like kind of rifting through the space yeah. and it's kind of just the, the face of a celestial appearing. <laughs> really cool. Meanwhile, um, Rocket and Groot, they're going to try to like charge in and blast the hole so they can get inside. But Higher Evolutionary, I guess he has like a whole army of what he calls the Hell Swan, which is like these super modified animals with like like weapons as for arms and stuff. Really, the scary animal experiments that he has. Yeah. Um, these things are kind of like messed up the way they look. Right. Even the other ones like that snapping turtle and war pig, like th- this is kind of too scary. <laughs> Uh-huh. And, but they had like jetpacks too because they could fly. True. So they're straight up like flying into nowhere and attacking all the civilians there. They're just all over the ship now. Um, and they're, they make it to the ship, right? They get through the, right. the hole and they're like, okay, we got to save Mantis, uh, Drax, and Nebula. It turns out Mantis was able to, like, with her emotion powers, talk to mm-hmm. these tentacle monsters. And understand that they, they're, they're just scared too. Right. And they're able to break out of their cage that are in, riding these tentacle monsters. And it turns out they're safe. They didn't need saving. <laughs> so now the pretty much the whole crew is there. Um, back on Nowhere, Kraglin is struggling to use um, Yandu's arrow. Yeah. And he wants to help, but he just doesn't know how to use it. And I think this this is the scene that was like, okay, really, I'm holding back my tears now. <laughs> really? Because uh, he sees Yandu. Yeah. And Yandu's there and he's like, just trust your heart. And, and then he uses it. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like someone walks by the screen and then he's gone. Wow. And, oh. It's like a vision. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. And he he finally he activates his hearts, right? <laughs> and the the arrow goes swooping down. It's taking out these hellspawn left and right. right. Really cool shots like what we've seen of Yandu before. And then that like leader one is he's like barreling for him like the tentacles bear thing is. Mm-hmm. And uh but he stops there when Cosmo barks in front of him and is able to like stop him in his in his Stop him where he is and crush him with right. two like wall faces of a building. <laughs> um, so and he's a good. She's a good dog. She's a good dog. <laughs> uh, talk about the music for a second. Yeah. This is when Peter is like, "Okay, it, it's we're all not running away. We're here to save the, the children now." Rocket's like, "I'm done running." Cue Beastie Boys. <laughs> and if you, you've heard Beastie Boys in a lot of different movies, it works here. Yeah, it's just so cool. The, their whole strut down. Um, Drax like rips open the door and it's just like the hordes of guards there and it's like that slow-mo one shot no cut action sequence of them just wiping them all out this uh, this is like one of my favorite scenes in any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies it's yeah. so, it's maybe a play thing you know hallway slow motion long stretch fights yeah but this one is I don't know each one of them gets their play and it's really yeah. awesome each one right so cool um, Groot stretches arms and like Rocket's like running through his arms and 
Gamora's using her sword to slice him down. Yeah. It was really cool. I, I loved it. Drax was doing his backflips or whatever, taking yeah. them out. They each have their own like martial art, basically. <laughs> and then um, they split up. Rocket and Nebula are going to go up and try to pilot this ship, while the rest of them are going to try to create a bridge to nowhere so the kids can escape. It takes uh, Cosmo to use her telepathic powers to like make a seal or whatever, right. where it's protecting the shield. And um, the rest of them are going to go and find all the higher life forms and escort them, make their way, mm-hmm. to escort them to the, the ship. When Rocket and Nebula get up to the, the control center, it's destroyed. Yeah. And Rocket's like, I can't do anything with this. And Nebula's like, I got it. You go help the rest. And she does sort of her arm thing to like connect like Matrix style into <laughs> the controls. She's jacked in. Um, and this is one of those scenes like, okay, Nebula's going to die. All right. They've built her up so much in this movie. It makes sense gonna die she's kind of a leader now yeah yeah um so then they are now transferring the kids over and um rocket <laughs> do you remember that one that's like really like beat up like kind of one of the experiments and they escorted <laughs> he was like thank you it's <laughs> like i didn't scream about you i was screaming about something else <laughs> so good there's so many funny things in this movie <laughs> Uh, but as you were saying, they're making escorting them off the ship to safety. Rocket ends up where pretty much he was caged when he was a baby. It's like the animal uh, cage room. Yeah. And it's exactly the scene from his memories, like those cages there. And he opens his cage where he was in, and it's more baby raccoons. And he sees them. He's uh, like picking them up, like almost like he's like the mother raccoon as they like right. tag on to him. But then he sees the other animals caged up and he right. feels for them. And it's really like this like breakthrough moment. Like he has to protect all these things too. He sees the sign on the cage and it has like all the information and it's just like North America and all that. And he sees his raccoon. His whole life he says, I'm not a raccoon, but it's blatant right there, yeah. raccoon. And he is about to try to save all of them. But then who's there? It's the high evolutionary. Yeah. And he's like, you. Right. And then high evolution tosses him around with his gravity powers. Mm-hmm. Rocket looks really weak at this moment. It makes escorts them to like the central room where he does all his experiments. Um, and then he activates his gravity boots and is able to get the upper hand on higher evolutionary blast him with a rocket. <laughs> As he's flying, the rest of the Guardians come in. They each get like their own licks on him. And then finally, Gamora is the one that like stabs him. Poetic. And then peels off his face. <laughs> Gross, right? And he's like, I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. And it's funny that he's trying to make this perfect thing and he is the most like deformed. Messed up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I didn't put that together. But uh, they, they win basically, right? They beat yeah. him up. So they leave him there to die. They don't, Rocket doesn't want to kill him, but they leave him. But Rocket's also like, we have to save all of them, not just the the, the kids, but all these animals too, which yeah. Rocket is one of them. Right. So they go and unlock him. And it's like a stampede trying to get out of there while Cosmo can barely hold it like open. Yeah. It's like Noah's Ark or something. Like yeah. all of these animals... Uh, running through there, making their way, getting to safety. Even the tentacle monsters make ma- Mantis like, come on, babies. It's funny because like someone, I think Mantis has like a monkey yeah. and she throws it and it starts like scratching the woman that catches it. That would happen, I think. <laughs> the monkey's scared. He's in space. And then um, Peter's like the last one. He's going to jump, but he drops his Zune. You can't leave that. No. So he runs back, grabs it. And he jumps and he does like a cool, like, I'm going to use this air tube to project me out so I can make it. 
but it's not strong enough because he runs into like the debris and and then he now this is his scene he's gonna die yeah uh he's blowing up right like his face is like get exploding but then adam warlock is there to save the day he's turned to the other side is helping them because he got he got a second chance right, right. and here that, that line there's like okay it's, it's james gunn's second <laughs> chance right obviously but he gets escorted back to the ship and he's like did i look cool <laughs> so once he's kind of like back and healthy it's like okay we need to have a team meeting yeah and uh we need to kind of we need to split up so that way in the other movies no one knows why we're not all together okay because <laughs> the actors want to do other things <laughs> peter Quill's like i i need time off yeah i'm putting in some pto sabbatical um so i can't be captain anymore i'm gonna go back to earth and kind of spend time with my only family which is his grandfather that's right as uh, nebula is gonna head up nowhere right? right be the leader there but she needs drax to stick around to be kind of like a father figure right mantis also kind of like doesn't really know who she is mm-hmm. she was created by ego and spent her whole life there and doesn't know anything outside of that and the guardian so she's gonna go off and figure out what she wants to be and then um they make rocket captain a fitting thing that happens in the comic books i was yep. like i get that reference <laughs> <laughs> finally thank you uh and there's even like a moment where Gamora, she's going back to the Ravagers, right? Right. And they there's like a tender heart to heart with uh with Peter Quill. They they don't necessarily get together, get back together, yeah. quote unquote. But you know there's something there and it's like uh-huh. it's like a even breakup in a way. Yeah. If anything, she's more close to Nebula. Sure. Because she does have a history with Nebula. Like yeah. That version of Gamora. And she goes back to the Ravagers. They welcome her back home. Um, and then because Rocket's captain now, um, Peter gives him the Zune. Oh, yeah. And then he upgrades to the 2000s playlist. Nice. Nice. Have you ever seen a Zune in real life? Um, no. I have. It was it was with my weird friend from high school. He was the one that was would always say cheers. <laughs> okay. He was that guy. He had a zoon. He watched Doctor <laughs> Who and he had a zoon. But <laughs> okay, we get it. <laughs> uh anyways, uh they yeah, they're disbanding, right? But it's still a celebration at the end of the day. They party, dancing, Florence and the Machine plays. In the beginning of the movie, um when um Rocket is playing music. Yeah. Mantis is telling Drax to dance, and he says, like, oh, dancing is for, like, stupid people or whatever. Yeah. I didn't hear. And by the end of the movie, he's dancing. He, uh, yeah. He, he, I think he's he's got his groove back, right? He's kind of a he's father. He's got his <laughs> <laughs> uh, And it's a big celebration. The, the speakers are playing. Uh, the, the, everyone's saved. Peter has gone back to Earth, and he's discovered his grandfather's still alive, and his name is Jason. Oh, wow. This was where I was really like the on the border of crying up in the middle of the theater. You know, there's like a little kid next to me would judge me if I'm going to cry this hard in the theater. <laughs> just because like the comic book references? No, just because the grandpa and he's meeting his son he hasn't seen in 30 years. Like it was like, oh. If you, last time you saw someone, they're eight years old, would you recognize them? I guess not, right? <laughs> Oh, Chris Pratt? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd recognize him. There's a great, like, mid credit scene where we now see the new formed Guardians team. Yes. Led by Rocket. Um, we got Kraglin um, and Cosmo, just like in the comics, Cosmo. Uh, and then Adam Warlock is now part of the team, but he is <laughs> kind of an idiot. Sure. Right? Uh, Groot is there. 
And then what I thought was a great surprise yeah. is one of the children there, another reference for comic, is Phyla. Yeah, Phyla Bell. That's great. That makes sense. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I wish she was just a member of the Guardian. See something in the yeah. in the actual storyline. But this yeah. little thing is like, oh, that's a great nod. A reference, right? Yeah. yeah. That, that was a good move. And there's also Blurp. Oh, Blurp. The little... <laughs> Like, what is he, like a cat frog furball? I don't know. But he's got a name, so I like that. Yeah. Blurp. Uh, it's great. Um, that's how the movie ends. There's another end credit scene that it's just Peter eating cereal with his grandfather. Yeah, kind of funny. Dumb. There's like a Kevin Bacon reference. That's true in the, in the newspaper. Um, yeah. But, of course, the big thing is like, Legendary Star-Lord will return. What does that mean? Um, I think he'll be part of Secret Wars. Yeah. But it, the reason they broke up the Guardians is there was a reason for Star-Lord to be there and not the rest of them. In, in Secret Wars? Yeah. Okay. I think I think um, Dave Bautista said he's done. Yeah, I believe that. Character. I, I'm wondering if the, the team that they did make could make another movie. And I don't know if we'd have James Gunn back. Yeah. I don't think we will. Probably not. He's busy. But yeah, that's true. But do you think like a, another Guardians movie could work out? Would happen? I don't know about another movie. I could see them appearing in something. In, uh, if there's like a Silver Surfer movie or something like that or wow. something where they uh, pop up as a cameo as a team um, maybe like Nova right if Nova was out there solving some kind of mystery and then he's like uh, I need some help and then the Guardians are like there to assist or something run into them yeah yeah, that could work yeah I just I, I, I want to see this team do something yeah. this is one of the half of the team in the comic book, like the right. second half of the comic is this team. I really liked it. Okay. Well, after this team, you're going to put Venom and then you're going to put Kitty Pride. <laughs> you know, you're going to put, put Tony Stark. <laughs> Gosh. Brian Michael Bennis is, he doesn't make everything great. <laughs> All right. So sometimes he's too, gives him too much power. Absolute power corrupts. As I was watching this movie, I was kind of thinking back, okay, what movie in reverse, like what movie do I like more than this? Hmm. And I I could say like, I probably like Infinity War more going backwards, but do I like it more than No Way Home? Oh, you like No Way Home more than Infinity War? No, no. Oh, I, like, I see, I see, I see. Okay. I like Infinity War more, but going in reverse, does okay. Guardians 3 beat in a No Way Home? Because I think if, if it does, then it'll probably stop at Infinity War. Okay, okay. So this is your ranking though, okay. Yeah. Um... I mean, just recency bias, yes, but I would say probably over time, still yes. Um, but I think it's it's just right up there with the S tier of Marvel with like Infinity War and, and Civil War. Right. Okay. At the top there. Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I don't know if I like it more than Guardians One, just because you have to you have to look at it in context at the time. Sure. Of like how different Guardians was to the rest of Marvel. Yeah. The far off back then of was it 2012 or something when yeah. it came out. As far as um, franchises, it's probably the best. I, I don't know what other three movie franchises that Marvel has is better, like Captain America or Spider-Man maybe, but probably not Spider-Man for me. Captain America potentially just because Civil War was so great. Yeah. It depends on how easily can you break it. Can you count Avengers as a single franchise? I, I wouldn't. That's too much. Yeah. Especially because you're going to get two more. Sure. Yeah. But Guardians, this one was fantastic. Um, it's I, I want to say it's not, even though it is in this group of phase four, phase five, it stands alone. I can't compare it to those because those, uh, I think this script was written so long ago. I guess. I'm just saying like this boosts up phase four, right? Like phase four is, wasn't that all that bad guys? Well, th I, this would be phase five already. Is it phase five now? Yeah, because Ant-Man 3 was phase five. Oh, no one told me. Okay. So phase four still sucks. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, this was, it landed every mark for me. It had the laughs. It had some slapstick stuff in it that I, I, I'm laughing still. You know the third, by the third movie. Is there's a lot of like falling and crashing. And whenever Mantis falls, she's like falls on her head. She doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> That's what I love the most in this thing. I didn't, I didn't really mention it earlier, but I think Mantis is my favorite character in this movie. Oh, really? Because of the growth of her character. I, I think to she, she like... Um, figures out like Peter, oh, Peter Quill has a has a problem, and then she like fights back with Nebula and yeah. kind of has the thing about realize what's so great about Drax. Yeah, so I, I just I really like appreciate Mantis in this movie. I was gonna say the other way. I really like Nebula in this movie. Oh, it seems like she's trying to make up for years of you know working for Thanos, her father. That she's trying to just fix everything. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't really think of it that way. She's almost like pseudo in charge. Just because like Peter can't do it, he's drunk all the time. Yeah, but yeah, I, I really like Nebula. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Um, really, we took it at different ways. Wow. In the beginning, Rocket goes in the scene where Peter's really drunk, and he goes to get some milk in like this plastic <laughs> milk crate thing. Yeah. They sell that in Disneyland now. No way! Yeah. I'm gonna buy that on an Avengers campus. Is it like in a like a takeaway thing? Like where it's like a cool it looks like it glass. Like it's like a cylinder inside, but it looks like a milk crate outside <laughs> that's really cool i want to get yeah. that that's fun i wonder what it tastes like is it just regular milk huh? it's um raccoon milk right of course <laughs> what else would he be drinking right right Rick's, he's got a whole fridge of it uh did you did it bother you that like rocket was kind of in the, the story that's going on in the moment he's kind of out of the movie like all most of it right does it bother you that like the dynamic of the team is different because there's not a uh, angry Bradley Cooper rodent uh, in the story that we're watching. Yes and no. Like he gets a satisfying ending. Yeah. We get to see his origins, which I think was key to this movie. True. And we have a lot of him in the other movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's in movies where the rest of the Guardians are not even. Like he's in Infinity and uh, a lot of Endgame. Right. Okay. Big element there. Uh, like you say, with the origin story, I thought High Evolutionary was a good move in this mm. whole thing. You really just hate him, right? Yeah. He's such a controlling guy. Even like the whole, we didn't mention like his crew turns on him, which I th James Gunn write a different resolution to your movie <laughs> that happens in, <laughs> to Amanda Waller too. Yeah. But like high evolutionary, you can really just hate him for the controlling person he is. Did you know he had um, two choices for the villain? Oh, really? Um, I think they're both going to be the cause of Rocket's creation. But the other one he was considering would be Annihilus. Really? Wow. Yeah, but he ended up with High Evolutionary, which I think is the right pick for a Guardians movie. I don't really know what that character is like in the comics. So it's kind of like they just form fitted for this movie. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a good move. He kind of is similar to Tenelier Tavon, the collector, yeah. in a way, maybe a little bit too close. I said this before, but um, I wish there was even like a little just mention or nod that because he wants to create a perfect human or a being society. Yeah. If there was just like a, a homo superior, just a mention of that, of, of, of mutants. Wow. Because they are the next evolution of humans. Yeah, I guess that's how evolution happens is mutations. Yeah. So maybe 
maybe that's why he was on Earth. Like he like picked yeah, something. I wish he just said mutation. <laughs> that's enough for me. Uh, it's in your head, Canon. Just just picture it that yeah, way. Okay, it's, I like it more now. Good movie, better movie. It's a top MCU movie now because of that. <laughs> uh, like we're saying about Adam Warlock. Yes. Was he squandered here, or was it funny enough? What'd you think? What's your take? It's it's um what Marvel will do sometimes with characters, just because it would be too much to have these superhuman people all the time. Um, they kind of did it with uh, Mandarin oh, <laughs> with Ben Kingsley. Sure. Something like that, where they completely change the character for a little bit of humor. Um, they leave room for him to grow in this. Uh, by the end, he's part of the team still. So um, I get why they didn't make it a big deal that he's in it, kind of. Yeah. He's still important to the movie, right? He's part of the progression of the movie, but it's not Adam Warlock from the comics at all. Yeah. I uh, I had high hopes for the character because of, the, obviously, the teaser from the second movie. Mm-hmm. I was the one that was like, do you know who's in that cocoon right now? Like I'm telling my friends, like I, I got to explain the whole story to you. What's going on? Just wait till the third one. Yeah. So there was that. And I get it. He's kind of like the butt of the joke. He's like born yesterday. Yeah. He's not the... He's, in the comics, he's almost like regal, like kind of super intelligent too, but also super strong. And maybe that's not engaging. So what if they did this? Because this is in the comics. Um, in the movie, he has like this little diamond in his head. A little Uzi Vert. But in the comics, that's the soul stone. Right. Okay. So what if eventually he does replace that with the soul stone and then becomes what we know more in the comics? Uh, more intellectual, more um, knowledgeable of his powers, and then maybe like the evil version of him will yeah. eventually come. That might be the the breaking point when he gets super smart is when he turns evil. Yeah, I can that can make sense to me. He gets a new haircut. That's a big part of it. <laughs> Do you like the, the costumes in the movie? Because I liked Adam Warlock's costume. Adam Warlock, he looked pretty cool. Like I was questioning the actor from the the sure. beginning. But the way they made him out to be, he was really cool. Yeah. All right. Really strong with the with the thing, with the the blast from his wrist. Yeah. And I really like seeing the comic accurate costumes of the Guardians of the Galaxy. That was nice. I wish Star Lord had the. He barely wore the mask. I don't even know if he wore his mask in this movie. Yeah. But he doesn't have the fireman helmet that I like. He never wore that. Yeah. No. It's it does look kind of like not. It's not super cool. I think it's kind of weird looking yeah. from the comics. Um, yeah. Are you upset that, you know, um, Gamora and him, it didn't really get back to what it was? I think that was a good move, what they did, because it's a surprise. Well, not surprise, mm-hmm. but like just not what we expecting, you know, it's all sunshines and rainbows automatically. Yeah. I thought it was good what they did. And are you, are there, is there any bit of you that's upset that no one died? <laughs> <laughs> because the trailer made it seem like... Maybe multiple people storylines in here, but they kind of all survived and are continuing on. No, my heart is thankful for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I didn't tear up too much in the theater. I'm okay uh, with they it. They really, there's moments here where it's like, okay, this person's going to die. Yeah. This person's going to die. You're just counting it. And they just, um, I, they knew what they're doing. Yeah. And I, I think that's good. It's like resolves. It doesn't really feel like the end of their stories. Yeah. Uh, at least clean stories if they don't want to continue. And James Gunn's moving on to the next thing. Yeah. Overall, I, it's a great movie. One of the best. I do rank it up there with the best of Marvel. I think I like it more than the first one. Uh, we get a second uh, or a third rather soundtrack. So that's another bump. I can I have another playlist <laughs> that I can pull and really enjoy. All right. Um, I wonder if you guys have seen it. Let us know. Um, I want to watch it again. Yeah. So good. Uh, I want to see it full screen again in, in the theater. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just I'm just overjoyed that it's it, it was not <laughs> <Yeah>. it didn't take. <laughs> 
All right, that was our review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Let's uh, get into our side stories. I got a brief uh, thing to share. Um, I've been playing a video game. Call of Duty. Sick. Sick, bro. Um, it's Call of Duty. It's the same thing. Yeah. I usually get them every year if I hear it's pretty good. And this year I heard it was pretty good, but it usually comes out in what, like October, November, but I didn't get it till now. A couple months now. Yeah. Yeah. Half a year almost. Half a year. Um, mainly because I got a new system. You got the PS5. Yeah. And I, with PS5, the next latest generation of video games, all their video games are more expensive. Really? They're like $70 at least now. Inflation. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't even like spending $60 on a video game. Yeah. Right. Is it still 70 bucks when you bought it? I waited till a sale and it was 45. Was it 69? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> And then, I, so I bought it and I've been playing it. I don't know what it is. Um, I feel like PlayStation, just in general, their internet is not as good as Xbox, like connectivity. Where they get their internet? Yeah. Where are you getting your internet from, PlayStation? Yeah. Well, who's your internet dealer? Who's your internet guy? You got bad internet. All right. Sony, get it together. So I had to um, move the PlayStation closer to the router. Right. Um, but let's say prior to that, I was playing it and it was very kind of jittery. So I couldn't get a real feel of how this game is. Serious? It's like a high-performing console, like top-notch thing. That's what they marketed it as. Yeah. And it wasn't. Their internet's not good. That's a bummer. Uh, the the game, you got to have good internet. Oh, yeah. Because I only play multiplayer, meaning I'm only playing with online with other players. FPS, you know, Twitch reflexes matter. Yeah. Um, so I moved it closer to get a better feel of the game. The game as a good Call of Duty game. If you like Call of Duty, you'll like this one. Yeah. This is Modern Warfare 2, right? And uh, which company make, makes that? Is it Treyarch or Infinity no, Ward? Infinity Ward. Right, right. Because they kind of rotate with who makes the Call of Duties, right? Yeah. I think um, last year's prior, I did not get it because I heard it was not that good. And that was Vanguard. Oh, Vanguard was that one. Yeah. So I, like, I never even played that one. And this one is, which one is it? Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2. And yeah. the Cold War, that was, was two. Prior to that. And that's the one we had? Yeah. Okay. And then prior to that, it was just Modern Warfare 1, I think. Roger that. Okay. Okay. Roger that. Um, <laughs> roger, roger. The game... I know everyone who thinks of Call of Duty, they're probably playing um, Warzone. Oh, yeah. Because that's the free Battle Royale game. You don't even need to buy it. It's free. Yeah. But I don't like that. What do you mean? You love that game. Warzone? Yeah. Not really. I like Modern War- I like Call of Duty multiplayer. Oh, okay. I thought you went through that phase. I hate like Battle Royale games. It's not my favorite Battle Royale game. Except for like PUBG, but that was like, that was of the time. I like uh, Apex Legends. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but this Call of Duty... It's really focused on the guns. <laughs> right? Why'd you add an extra syllable there? <laughs> to drive so it like, home, right? You okay. could um, pretty much customize almost all the parts of the guns. Like, but it's it takes longer to unlock things. Oh, really? So you got to play it for a long time. Or spend a lot of money? I don't even think you could buy them. Because oh, it's just multiplayer. It's not the war zone. It's not that. I don't know. Um, so you, you have to unlock it. You have to play it to unlock it. There's no like crate system in this one? N- not for the multiplayer. For the Yeah, for the for the guns in the multiplayer? No? Okay. No, because multiplayer and battle royale is like two different things. Sure, yeah. Even though there's multiple players in battle royale. <laughs> 
Um, so it's, it's very confusing if you're not in the know. Um, but essentially, I'm playing the version that's a paid game. Yeah. Right? That is a more it's that, smaller scale match. Yeah. 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 It, it's like one team against the other. It's not individual. Yeah, but Warzone could be teams also. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, I like the game. I like how it is focused on... Because then there's always uh, what are you upgrading, right? What are you progressing to to upgrade? And in other games, it might be the kill streaks um, or special perks. This one feels like I'm upgrading the attachments to guns and stuff. And the gun mechanics of the game feel really good. I feel like when I'm shooting the gun, it feels like I'm shooting the gun. Sure. Okay. With a controller. Yeah. It's yeah. is it like one of the top tier of those like gameplay wise, like the feel of feels the action? Like yeah. That's pretty cool. When you aim down the sights, when you pick up the gun to your face, it feels like I'm doing it. Basically, it's like it's that's the fundamentals, right? Like you're yeah. getting that right, then you get the gameplay feel yeah. right. It's not just the extra fluff on top. Right. Like when I shoot and a bullet hits somebody, I feel, even though I'm not the one getting hit, I feel the bullets hitting. Okay. Okay. The re, what's it, uh, bounce back, whatever it's called. Yeah. Haptic feedback. Sure. Yeah. Recoil. Yeah. yeah. Recoil. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Um, and it's especially good, I think, with PlayStation. Because their triggers on the controller have like that, um, I forgot what it's called, but it's like sometimes they're harder to press and you could feel like the a trigger of a gun, like pressure. There's like some resistance, like built in. Yeah. Like spectrum of resistance. Yeah, depending there. on what you're doing. Mm. Um, there's things like pressing up against a wall and like turning a corner just with your gun kind like of thing. Cover system. You do that a lot. Well, I, I do that a lot. Um, so it's, it, it's weird. It's like, uh, almost like a rainbow six. I'm talking very gamey stuff right now. You know, I imagine the comic book and video game, you yeah. know, fan base, there's a big connection sure. there. Right. Um, so it's a very like, um, check your corners kind of game. Um, so it's, it's less arcadey than I, I felt like maybe like a black ops would be. Yeah. Even though I like black ops games a lot. This is a good change of pace of a real um, marksman style game. Soldier type of thing. Yeah. Really? Okay. How, how are the maps? I'm curious about those. Are I don't they... love them. They're not my favorite maps of all time. Yeah. Um, but they're they're good. They're decent. Isn't, you said like it's sometimes called where they bring back a map like yeah. from a very old game. Yeah. And you said there was one big one that was in this one, right? Yeah. In Modern Warfare 2, the original Modern Warfare 2, I think <laughs> it was on PlayStation 3. This is where we get confusing. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, there was a map called Estate where there was like a big kind of like cabin house in the middle. Yeah. And they took that cabin house and they plopped it in a different kind of setting in this one. So it's not exactly the same map because the surrounding area is different. But that house layout is right in the middle, just like that one. Mm. So it, it's a smaller map because I remember it's it being definitely a smaller map. so big that it felt like I'm on a battlefield, in even though it's a state. In general, all maps in Call of Duty have gotten smaller and smaller. Right. To, you know, frequent more action. Because I remember Black Ops 1 and 2, the maps were huge, like... I would have argued too huge at some of them. But I liked it like that. Yeah? Because it feels like it's a real feat, like it's a war going on. I think the maps are getting smaller because they're like competing with the other FPS games. Like, yeah. Is it a, like Battlefield? Like that's, those are huge maps. So there's like, they're yeah, that, into that, the market. That's too big. But yeah. I still wish the Call of Duty maps now are bigger. Sure. Yeah. I, I feel like a sniper rifle is like useless now. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, at some games, I was like the best, you know, yeah. class of gun. And maybe I could see why people didn't like playing against them because they're getting frustrated because all of a sudden you're just dying from far away. Good point. 
So get good. All right. Cover your bases. <laughs> I don't know. About so that. now, like, I feel like no one uses sniper rifles anymore. So when is the go-to? An assault rifle or a SMG. So it's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or they have um, kind of like a new class. It's been around for a while, but like a, uh, it's called like, like a assault rifle or not assault rifle. I forgot what exactly it was, but it's like bolt action rifles, but not a sniper rifle. Okay. So like single fire rifles that are kind of like mid range distance. Right. And it's kind of like one at a time bullet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm using one right now that is more, <laughs> it looks like an elephant gun. What the? So like a really strong, almost, it's like almost like a shotgun, but in like a rifle shape. Does it shoot pretty far? Yeah. No? Oh, yeah. And if you're accurate with it, it's like one shot kill is this one of those like the gimmick gun that's actually too strong like that like new tubing or the well, double I, shotguns i don't in think those so games? because you have to you have to hit yeah you can't just be in the general area and they'll get hit okay but um it's fun to when it does hit and you get the clean shot it's it's strong and one of the funner ones in the game. After a while, when you like get pretty good, it, it just becomes getting the new skin of the, the gun or whatever. Sure, Is that the yeah. one you're gonna like? Shoot I'm not even the... unlocking skins. I don't. Yeah, it takes a while. It's like not just something I'm not really into because I'm unlocking other things. Oh, I see. Okay, and, and it it takes a while to unlock stuff. Hmm. And I think what they they know like now is the stuff you want they're holding off to the end and like things that would usually unlock pretty early like um scopes and stuff they're kind of like later down the line now wow okay the important stuff in the, the gun which is like a big stuff, boost in yeah the big boost stuff to make you better yeah it's kind of like further down so it's like a longer progression to um play against the higher ranked people because I still think it's like skill-based matchmaking. Yeah. So they want to keep you in those levels longer. And by skill-based matchmaking, I mean like they'll match you against players who are as good as you. So the better you get, the better your competition will get. But they don't want that jump to the next level too fast. So the longer they can keep you in a certain range, the better, right? Yeah. Because they don't want that pool to run out either. So, therefore, they're making it longer for you to get better with guns. Like, the good attachments don't come right away. Yeah. And I think that is good for the video game player, too, because it's like it stretches out the life of enjoying the game. Yeah. Right? So, that's that's good for the player, too, I think. Yeah. It's a big deal. I feel like this is a game I'm going to play for a long time. Yeah. Because okay. uh, I'm, I'm still unlocking things on the first gun, and there's so much for to unlock. And I'm already unlocking other guns. I just don't want to switch out because I want to lock everything on this gun. Get first. good at it. Get good. Yeah, well, I'm already. Yeah. The thing with. <laughs> Shut up. The thing with these Call of Duty games is when like a new one comes out, um, we'll play with each other, right? We'll, sure. we'll play across uh, online. And I'm behind now because you've had it for like a couple of weeks ahead of I me. Mean, and I yeah, should have. Whose fault is that? Uh, it's Hogwarts Legacy's fault because I still had to beat it. <laughs> <laughs> I just beat it today. I just hundred percented it today for mostly hundred percent of it. Which house? Uh, Slytherin. So you haven't even done the other three houses? No, it's just, so it's not hundred percent. Shit, twenty five percent. I'll play the next Call of Duty then. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to do this three more times. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I so I figured a, a whole tier ahead of me right now. So I'm I'm playing from the from behind. I think you could catch up because it is a slow progression. Yeah, where the di- like the gap gets smaller and smaller farther down the road. Yeah, so like uh, you could catch up. I think. That being said, you kind of took over like the FPS thing. Like you are way better at me at that. Well, I mean, you just like it a lot more. That's how it is. I mean, well, I mean, how many spells do you even know? So that's the question. <laughs> All right, huh? 
Patronum. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'll I get the house cup. So okay. Well, I, I've been playing Call of Duty. It's fun. I um, I'm gonna continue on with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be like a long term game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Call, Call of Duties usually last a long time if they're a good one. Yeah, I'm hoping um, like newer maps will come out that I'll extend the life to some DLC. Okay, yeah, very cool, very cool. And are there any other uh, like zombie modes or prop hunts? I don't know. I don't care. Play of those? No, honestly, like there's almost like three different games now even though you buy the game and you get everything yeah there's like three different games it's like the campaign multiplayer or the battlefield one or the battle royale one i don't even download the other files i just download the multiplayer file okay gotcha yeah and that's what you're enjoying yeah okay well so you've been playing video games i've been playing with my scooter <laughs> okay all right is I mean, it a broom <laughs> it, it is yeah i made a, a recent purchase recently i got a, one of those electric scooters to enjoy is it like the the old people one with the little cart in the front no it's not <laughs> an old person moped that you get at a supermarket or whatever yeah it's a, like one of those stand up scooters um uh, i just thought like it's summer is around the corner yeah some sunlight's gonna get the the rain it's still here but it's like it's slowing down a bit right so maybe we can get some sun i decided to get one get some fresh air i wanted uh, i've been wanting one for like a maybe a year now already like last year i was shopping around already looking on the different websites like what what's the ideal one and then it started to get cold so i just like well it's past it's past the time to get one and so i wanted to get it early this season and i I got one called the inokim light 2 uh (laughs) i did let me tell you I did a lot of shopping around, looking around, like it, these like scoo- e-scooter reviews yeah. was in my rotation of YouTube videos for a couple of weeks, let's say maybe like three or three weeks or so. Just looking at reviews. What do I want? Do I want one that's like really cheap, really all powerful, but heavy? So I kind of went for one that's kind of on the lighter side. That's what uh, piqued my interest in this one. It's called, uh, it's, it's, there's some faults in it. Sure. But uh, I really like how it's on the faster side as far as the, e- the e-scooter market. Right? Okay. What are we talking? It goes up to 20 miles per hour. Okay. I think there are like, you know, the extreme sports ones where you have to wear like, uh motorcycle gear yeah basically like a full body seat to, to ride it and like go those are like people that go out into like nature and pull it out drive their car out to the park or the woods to, to ride a scooter yeah that's not really what i was looking for i was looking for something i can go around the the, the corner with and this is like perfect fit i think um yeah it's it's on the lighter side so it's maybe has some wiggle to it right the mm-hmm. scooter the battery is in the stem of the scooter instead of in the the base like where your feet go so it has a little bit of this like sway if it gets too windy or if it hits a bump but it's not that bad right okay um, Th- yeah. that seems unbalanced yeah it's one of those the the maybe one weak point about this thing but i i, I think it's fast enough that I, I'm, I'm just gonna overlook it you know i mean i'm <laughs> enjoying i'm just gonna be safe i you know i got it a couple of weeks ago and it, I, like i said that rain's been around a little bit so i haven't got as much out as i wanted uh but i went a couple of times and then after that i bought a helmet <laughs> <laughs> Safety comes second. <laughs> but I, I got like a cheap one that seems like it got good reviews on Amazon. 
just to protect my noggin just in case, you know. So do you think um, you're hitting 20 miles an hour? Yeah. I mean, that's what the, the meter says, at least oh, okay. on, on my scooter. That was one of the things there. It has like a screen on it that's pretty good. And the the apparently what the big like thing about this, like the one what people like about this is the throttle because it really like has like a good throttle. You can feel how fast you're going, how far you're pushing it. And I, I agree. It has like pretty good, mm. pretty good feeling of how fast you're going to go. Um, and like watching these videos too, you see like them stressing out the scooter and like break, like going full speed uh-huh. and then breaking, see how far you'll skid or whatever. Yeah. And I, I, I did some of that just to test it out. Like, yeah, oh, goodbye. This is a good one. This is, yep. Okay. <laughs> Does it melt your tires? Kick the tires around. No, that's a good buy. I, I want to figure out if it's a bad buy right away, right? Like earlier sure. on while well, the warranty, the 30 day thing is still in play. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can, it's a light one, so I can just pick it up. We're on the second floor where we live. Uh-huh. So we have to like lift it down and you know, go get carry it down a couple of one flight of stairs. It's so it, the battery. I, I guess this is how it is. I don't have one, but um, they're always not detachable, right? The battery they're always like built in. Well, yeah, well there are some like special ones where you could, oh, okay. but this one wasn't one of those. So you'd have to bring it up anyway to charge it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's how how this one is. Um, yeah, it's like an eight hour charge or whatever to, to give it a ride. And how long does that last? Uh, I don't know. A couple of weeks. It depends on how much you ride, right? I don't, I don't know the mileage or whatever, but, uh-huh. uh, I haven't seen, I've charged it once. I've gone riding for maybe like, let's say three hours or so. And I think it's, there's like five bars in the, like the battery image. Yeah. Then there's still four. If that tells you anything. So it's pretty. It doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, and what I'm saying is that's a pretty good battery. Yeah. Um, I know there's like so, cause I've looked into it too, but there's so many brands and models. Like, how do you even like filter through all that? That was like the, what I was going through these couple of weeks is trying to rack through the different brands and all of them. Yeah. There's like the Amazon cheap ones that like a lot of people get, but then you hear stories about it's like, yeah, it, it falls apart or they even have like, there's like a list of like problems that you could, we're probably going to get and you have to fix one of them eventually. Mm. So I was looking at this one. It was pretty safe as far as the, the the reviews on there and uh i was looking at the like msrp for this this scooter okay. right and it was like twelve hundred dollars right i mean they could say that well yeah when they were selling it when it first came out it was that price and then i looked at average prices online for it it was like 800 and i got it from best buy for five so i thought that was a pretty good deal okay yeah and then the but like the amazon cheap ones are like 400 so i was like that's pretty pretty close already so i yeah. wanted a little a little bit, a little bit of a bump from the bottom of the barrel. I was gonna buy one that was like two hundred. Exactly. So I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to get these these broken ones from Walmart or whatever. Yeah. Um. I I'm kind of interested in getting one now. Yeah. What for? I mean, what, what for? What did you get yours for? You can you can use mine. Is what I'm saying. Well, we can't go together. Yeah. That's, yeah well, okay, we can. <laughs> I'll, I'll ride on your shoulders. <laughs> Do you want a, a stand-up scooter or do you want like one with a seat? Um, I, I'm, I'm the master at this now. I did oh, all the okay. research experts. Good. I was considering, at first I was thinking like, oh, the bicycle, foldable bicycle kind. Yeah. Just because I think they go, do they go further? Well, I, at least you could pedal when you're out of battery so they could kind of go further. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, they have like smaller pedals compared to a regular bike, like as yeah. far as propulsion. Yeah. 
Um, but this scooter, I could still push it if I wanted. If I, that's, uh, like it comes down to that point where I run out of battery, I'm dumb and, you know, free, uh, let it dry out. You, you, it'll still go as like a regular scooter. There's yeah. no resistance or anything? Not really. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it has this thing where you have to push it before you can actually Start turn it. on the throttle. Yeah. What's the brake? Is it a handbrake or is it like a step on the wheel brake? It's a uh, two handbrakes. There's like one on the left. that's like the, the, the back wheel, I think. Yeah. And then the right one's the front wheel, which is the regenerative brake braking which activates like charges the battery a bit more yeah but it's like that stiff kind where you like you, you go really stop to yeah you're like, gonna you, go ahead first exactly so i i don't use it that often i you go for the other one the slider one where i can totally press down okay yeah but i felt like that was more safe when you were a couple of weeks ago before you bought it i think you were, we were talking about it and i think you had already chosen one or were, was almost ready to pull the trigger on buying one and then I mentioned you have to carry it around. Yeah. yeah. And then like change your whole perspective. Yeah. I, I do wish I got a bit more of a powerful one. 20 miles per hour sounds like kind of a lot, but I'm picturing like going zipping around, like going super That's fast. It's not fast enough. It, it's fast enough to get somewhere and enjoy it, but... I'm picturing like going like really, really fast. It's in my head. What about a like a skateboard? Yeah, and they have those two. I oh I, I with these little trips I've gone yeah. with this thing, I've seen people with the a boosted board around. Yeah. And that guy was pretty having a lot of fun. He was like going like zipping back and forth. I think I could do that with this scooter. I just am not an expert yet on the board, on, the, on the scooter. And then I saw another guy in a one wheel. Oh yeah, those go pretty fast. It's pretty fast. He kind of he kind of bypassed me, and I was like, "This guy, who does he think he is?" There's a guy around my work I see every now and then, and it's not the one wheel, but it's like it's like a gizmo duck. Oh, it's a about? what? <laughs> it's like a. A unicycle are you without a seat. So his legs are on the side of a big wheel. I've seen those. Not not like a skateboard with a big tire in the middle. That's what a one wheel is, right? Yeah. His is like his feet are on the sides of a big wheel like Gizmo Duck. Of course. <laughs> so I've seen that guy. And you kind of just like lean forward with those, right? Yeah. And uh, it, do, it always trips me up that it keeps balance when I've seen people use that. Well, I think it's just because your momentum, the wheel starts moving, you... You know how you like when you're falling over forward, like, whoa, yeah. but your legs keep walking so you don't really fall? Sure. It's like that. The wheel keeps going. I know. I'm just visually. So it's, it's, you're just constantly falling forward, but never. Going so fast. <laughs> you're never going to hit the ground because the wheel keeps pushing you. Your feet catch up with you and you yeah. stay straight. You yeah. stay uh, perpendicular. Right. Yeah. I've seen it just, I've seen them like at the light, like at the traffic light yeah. and just go zipping bath right next to like you know 18 wheelers yeah that's why i see him they're just like it's just a guy it's just like a guy like floating on a conveyor belt looking kind of thing right yeah and it just trips me up it's half robot yeah i it's, it's not as safe as a scooter no <laughs> those, those are expensive though because i think those are newer technology yeah right right yeah but i've seen boosted for a long time i'm just gonna get a segue you know they're super slow uh paul blart yeah yeah exactly that's actually one of those big brands in this space oh okay yeah not this is not add anything but one of those those ones <laughs> so I you recommend the one you got i'd recommend it if that's what you're going for because I, I also wanted this to like go to like the grocery store real quick there's one really close to us and i think like i'm not gonna walk there it's it's that far away but uh, it's scooterable. It's it's definitely scooterable, and so I can. What are you gonna do? Put the groceries in a backpack? Yeah, that was the plan. Okay. Yeah, I think that that shouldn't be too bad. I it's. it's can it's you buy twenty four bottles of water next time you go? Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> uh, that, that's that was like uh, you know if it's right there. 
I can go a lot of times. It's it's not a big deal. No, <laughs> right. no, 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 not a big deal. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm still interested in one. Maybe I'll I'll pull the trigger one day. It sounds like your setup. You need to like one that's small to put in your trunk, right? I think mine is too. But like, I'm almost considering just getting an electric motorcycle. Oh yeah. Yeah. With electric motorcycles, it's the same as motor- motorcycles, right? We have to get a license and go to the yeah. class. Yeah. But I'm not talking like um, motorcycle like Harley Davidson. Talking like more of like what you'll see in like Asia, where they're like not fast enough for the freeway, but to go like residential and main streets, they're like um, cruisers almost, kind of like um, uh, cafe, yeah, cars, bikes, cafe riders. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. I like French bread. I like those the style of those. Yeah, but they are like uh, smaller, less powerful. They're they're pretty cheap though. Yeah, are they? Yeah. Oh, nice. So maybe I'll get one. You just have to get the license, or just don't get the license, don't get caught. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's my plan. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get away from the cops at uh, 45 miles an hour. When the cops st- see me and they start to pull me over, I'll just start pedaling. I'll be like, it's a bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> just lift your feet up. Yeah, the motion. Yeah, look at it. Away it looks it. like a bicycle. Oh, 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 sorry, Carl. It's not. It's not a motorcycle. It's a bike. We're good. You can turn around. Yep. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about your scooter? That's it. That's it. I'm just enjoying it. Um, a good purchase. Would recommend. Uh, it's good to get some air. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, guys, if you haven't already, why don't you recommend leaving us a review? Um, you can do that on our Apple podcast page or anywhere you listen to us. Uh, it really helps the show out. It doesn't cost you anything. But um, again, it, it's, it really helps get new listeners onto the show. Yeah. And if you happen to find yourself on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, you can find us at the Reader Copy Podcast where we can chit chat over there. All right. We'll be back again uh, next week with a brand new, probably do a comic again. I think so. All right. Cool. Until then, Daniel, could you give me the outro? If you like what we have to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Adios. Adios.